720 WGN at Sports Central with you till 10 o'clock. Hi, Jordan Burfield. How are you, buddy? In the last 10 minutes, I'm doing just fine. How yes. are you, Mark? So, I have been... Let's. I'm, I'm rewinding back. And the news today uh, from Governor Pritzker talked about three hours ago. 18 cases of COVID-19 now in Illinois. So that we're up to 64. Cases have extended downstate to Cumberland, St. Clair, Woodford counties, seven new cases in Chicago, four in suburban Cook, one in Kane, one in Lake counties. Uh, DePage County woman in her 60s residing in a long-term care facility has tested positive. So, and then, of course, uh, Governor Pritzker closing Illinois schools. So that's more than 2 million public and private school students are going to be affected. Uh, coming up here next week. So, so look, uh, I when this started, I think in my mind at least, like last Monday, it was a slow build. And by Friday of last week, I was extremely concerned and started to live my life differently. All right, and now we're here. And it's, I don't even know what day it is, even though it's Saturday. I have taken, I, I went to the vitamin shop. I'm like, what do you think, man? I just want to be healthy. He's like, well, why don't you load up the vitamin A? Why don't we give you the vitamin C? Here's some vitamin D, and I'm going to give you an oregano pill. So I'm taking oregano, vitamin C. What to, is oregano for? Oregano, apparently. Are you going to make yourself into a breadstick? I, apparently, the guy, the, the guy at the vitamin shop was like, oregano's a winner. I'm like, I'm in. Let's what about go. your basil pill? Did you get I, that? I, I don't have a basil pill, but I'm taking four <laughs> pills a day. And I have quarantined myself for no reason other than the fact that I'm trying to be a good citizen. So yeah. That, so that's what I'm doing. Now, I walked over here today because I wanted to get some level of exercise. I got a good, like, 20-minute walk, and I see everybody's out enjoying St. Patrick's Day, or a lot of people are out. I stopped at one of the bars because I'm seeing all these people go in. And I'm like, how many, yeah. how many people have gone in here? I'm asking the guys at the door. He's like, oh, it's way less than last year. I'm like, oh, really? Okay, well, he's like, last year at this time, I probably had 1,500 clicks. You know, they click when somebody goes through the door. Mm-hmm. Today, I've, we're, I'm at 500. So a third from last year. So less. There's people, no way that there's social distancing. But there's still. The but there's yeah. still 500 people who are choosing to go out. You and, know though, but like I feel like we're all having these existential questions to ask ourselves, like what will we do in a time of crisis, which is what we are in now, and how will we act, and what will we do? I get what you're saying, and I I have had you know my wife and I have had these conversations, as I'm sure your wife and and you have had these conversations. There, I, the way I sort of feel about this, Carm, is that no matter how dire it ever gets, there's always going to be those people that just say, you know what, don't care, whatever happens to me happens, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And I'm not even saying that I'm judging these people other than you don't obviously want to spread COVID-19, so I would say that that is probably not the smartest choice, given that it is highly likely that somebody who is going to one of these bars, could be carrying COVID-19 and doesn't know it, and you know that could lead to you carrying it and all that sort of thing. But I don't want to come off as too judgy because I get that people want to live their lives. They don't want to shut everything down. It stinks to quarantine. I've already been quarantined for the last two days at home, and I don't, as far as I know, have it or have been in contact with anyone with it. And I'm bored. I mean, there's the craziest thing about this whole thing. Don't care that you're bored. Is well, no. But I'm saying like we're all bored, right? right. We're all don't we're care all... about anyone's boredom. If you're bored, too bad. Right. Put on WGN. We're here to entertain you or watch right. something else. Like boredom is not a thing. No, no, no. But it, but it is. So I get because it. Because 
we're we're being we're in a situation where we're all being recommended to isolate. There are no sports anywhere, literally in the world. We are sports casters by trade. And so now we're either like this morning I watched Syracuse Yukon from the 2006 Big East tournament. Good choice. Because I was in college when that game happened and I remembered it and I was like, man, you know, it'd be great if there was a game on right now. I get that there's bigger fish to fry and truly we are we hope to be able to laugh a little bit because if I'm being honest, it has been a scary weird few weeks, right? I mean, it is it is we've never been in this situation before. I don't consider myself an alarmist. I know that you like to joke, but I don't think that you really are either. I think that we are fairly rational people, and we're all trying to make sense of this together. And so if you feel a certain way, if you feel nervous, if you feel angry, if you feel whatever, we want to hear from you at 312-981-7200 because we're all trying to figure this out together. And I don't know what the right answers are. I am not an authority. I am following the news like everybody else. I think our news department's doing an amazing job of trying to keep everybody updated on what the latest things are. I don't think that we've ever gone through something like this as a society. And so I don't really know what the best course of action is. But I'm trying to limit my interactions outside. I'm trying to stay in as much as I can. And... Everything that I do right now, I feel like, is this existential question of what I'm willing to subject myself to. Right? Yeah. It's like you know, when you go out, like I went out for a run yesterday, and I was thinking to myself, okay, like how much distance do I need to keep between myself and another person walking down the street with their dog? So that was on my walk over today. That was, I was definitely doing a little of Carm Olympics just to, okay, there's three, yeah. pe- there's three people on the side of the street over there. There's nobody over there. I'm going to cross now. Now I've got somebody who looks like they're not 100% well coming at me. I'm going to cross again. You, oh, you were determining wellness. Yes, yes. I, yeah. I, was, I was absolutely looking at, okay, there's 20 people on the side of the street over there instead of going down that block. Cause you, was this before or after the oregano pill? This, I had taken my oregano pill this okay, morning. Okay, good. So I, good. listen, and I was like, one thing that here, yours truly at the car would like to request to J.B. Pritzker and the state and I want everybody, I'm very concerned on the financial side of this for Uber drivers, cab yes. drivers, even just all of us who are working day to day to try to make a living here. But I think for those of us who do have cars, who normally wouldn't drive, I think it would be a very solid gesture of the city to not ticket right now and allow people to, in in, a, in effect quarantine themselves on their way to work and park outside of the of said workplace i think that would be a very smart thing to do because people can't afford a lot of people that take public transportation and and can't afford a car they'll take public transportation a because at times i suppose it's quicker but also because they're trying to save some dollars so you know i think that's something the city could do what was it two months ago when maybe it's two months ago when mayor lightfoot put through that idea about you know increasing the tax on uber and lyft drivers so that they could encourage more public transportation usage which at the time i was like that's smart it would it would eliminate some congestion in chicago i'm down for this now i don't think i really want to get on the l if i'm being honest i rode the bike i don't think i really want to get on the l right now and it's just because 
It's a lot of people in a confined space, and you just don't know what's there. I rode on the Grand Avenue bus the other day, and it was me, myself, and I. I had the whole thing to myself. Now, it was like 10.30. I had filled in for Dave on the morning show, so it's not high time on the bus, but there was nobody there. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. And, I'm, and I strategically touched nothing, and I had my hands covered up, and I, and I had a wonderful bus ride and got off. Have you been to a grocery store recently? Uh, yes, and that is another thing. Let's, this was... Let's talk about that coming on back here. Crazy. Uh, hey, 312-981-7200. How are you doing out there? Let's, let's, uh, we want to be here for you. We're going to... Trust me, we're not going to lament about coronavirus all night. No, but we, we might. We might. But we'll also... <laughs> we'll, we'll try to make you laugh a little bit. We'll try to entertain as well. But listen, we're not going to forget about the biggest story that's going on. This is insane. And I think we're all feeling a certain way. And we're here to talk to you about it. What are you doing differently? What are you doing the same? 312-981-7200-720-WGN. Bunch of texts coming in here. People are talking about whether or not you can go out to eat and uh, have a nice dinner with your wife, your son, your daughter, your friend, by yourself. One of my favorites. Let's go sit at the bar <laughs> yes. and have a nice sandwich and drink a beer and, and live your dream. I'm not doing it, but I'm so not. So when was the last meal you had a week ago outside of your home? A week ago, Sunday night. Now, I, now I, picked up, I picked up Giordano's this week. Solid. Okay, so you're bringing food. I am bringing food From in. out in. And we've done... I. I I basically have taken out um, a third mortgage for the amount of food that we purchased at my home. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. We, we've got everything going on in there from uh, rice and beans to orange juice to applesauce to frozen waffles to... The but you ba- know what this is? It's like everyone is making their own decisions on what to do. It's sort of like when it comes to Jewish holidays, I feel like for us, it's like, you know, everybody's got their own rules of how they do it. I think that that's the same sort of thing with this. It's like some people I know are staying in isolation and they bought enough food for a month and they're just going to ration it as far as they could go. So, I mean, that's the most extreme. But then there are other people who are saying, you know what, I'm going out to eat. There are some people saying that they're taking in food. You know, I think that I, I did go to the grocery store for us a couple of days ago. And then yesterday I went to get a jar of salsa which turned into 45 minutes in line at the grocery store because the mariano's that i went to the entire aisle and i'm not exaggerating this isn't like you know like oh they were almost they were literally out zero paper towels um toilet paper here's my thing like let's say you're gonna isolate for a month and you're not going to go out okay Uh let's let's just suggest that maybe this is what some people are doing because i know that this is what some people are doing how many rolls of toilet paper would one need to properly use a facility See, for one month? Like, are we talking about, are, is the average person in need of 700 rolls of toilet paper? I have a totally different take on the toilet paper thing without getting too graphic here. <laughs> if you're at home and you're worried about conserving things, aren't you being a little bit more creative on how and when and how you're getting yourself clean? I mean, what is wrong with 
being in the bathroom and then taking a quick shower, and now you've just conserved everything. <laughs> what are well, you, Kramer? I I don't I don't think that's a bad play. If you why, why are you, you were so worried about the if you're so really it's that like concerned, a standing bidet? If is you're, what you're yes, saying. if you're really that concerned about the toilet paper, then be a little bit more creative with the toilet paper and how you're you're conserving stuff. Like yes, I think in the most dire of situations, that would be probably what you. I have don't to think do. it needs to be that dire. It, <laughs> I think that's a prudent that's a prudent decision. I thought it it added a little creativity to my day. Uh, let's get Dave in Crown Point here on seven twenty W Gen. What's up, Dave? Well, first of all, I totally agree with the the bathroom thing. I I schedule my trips to the bathroom right before I take a shower. Right? So Come on, that's, that's, yeah, are, I'm with you on that. Thank you. Dave. My wife makes fun of me all the time. Hey, I'm sixty three years old, so the first thing I remember is Kennedy. Okay. okay, and then Vietnam, um, all the way through nine uh, eleven, Katrina, and everything else. But this thing, we had we had warning that this is going to happen. I mean, you know, it, it started probably what Thanksgiving time. Is that when he first started talking about this? Uh, it, we knew that there was a possibility of it coming over to the United States, and we didn't do a damn thing about it. We didn't start preparing. We're we're being. We're being reactive right now instead of being proactive. Right. So I am really, I am really perturbed about our government not handling this the correct way. And Dave, appreciate and it's it's not a joke. It's serious. Right, Dave. Appreciate the phone call. And listen, a lot of people feel that way, and they're doing everything that they can right now to make the situation go away as soon as possible. So, listen. Uh, when I'm watching these press conferences right now, um, from the president to JB. To, not me, but Pritzker. Yep, yeah, not not Jordan Burfield, but to J.B. Pritzker, to Dr. Yeah. Fauci being up there, yeah, uh, and all the medical professionals. It seems to me like everybody's on on board. You're getting uh, you're getting a lot of bipartisanship going on in the House with with the corona is moving forward with the coronavirus bill. However, they're going to support businesses, and this is what it took. Well, hey. Listen, yeah. but I, I don't. I, to, to, it seems wrong to me just to be like let's not make this. Um, I mean, at this point, it is political it is, at all. Like right? th- this is all about people coming together to help people. Like I saw uh, a beautiful tweet from Rebecca Mara on Twitter, who I've never heard of, and Rebecca is a professional runner. She's a Stanford alum. She's a public policy nerd, and she's a breakfast burrito enthusiast. Now, why am I bringing up Rebecca Mara? Rebecca Mara was in a supermarket uh, out in Oregon. And there's an old couple in their 80s who are sitting in the in the parking lot, and they're terrified in their car to go into the supermarket. And they they roll down the window, and they yell, "Hey, can you please come over here?" She walks over. They hand Rebecca a hundred dollar bill and say, "Can you go into the store for us? We're afraid to go in and buy us X groceries." They and she handled they they handed her a list. She went into the store bought the groceries, put it in the trunk of their car, gave them their change, and she's been on a bunch of shows all across the country. But like, like that's that, great. That, that, yeah. It makes you, it's just beautiful, right? Right, it is. You know what, though? There's, for all of those stories, unfortunately, there's so few people that would do such a thing, but it's wonderful that she did that, and we need more of that. I mean, right now, I, I really... I want to say that I would hope that I would do that. If I wouldn't do that, what a terrible person. I don't know. But, but I'd be I afraid. I'd be afraid, yeah. too. See, the thing is, like, right now, I think we're all thinking about our elderly family, whoever that is, and making sure that they are 
cared for. And it's not, and listen, obviously this can affect anybody and not just elderly family, but all the things that we're learning is that if your immune system is compromised or you're older, you're more susceptible, you know, we need to be careful. We need to help people out. I mean, this is the, I mean, I, you know, we're all saying that we're only going to be able to get through this if we get through it together. I think that's true. Even as we all have to quote unquote isolate from others, we do need to be able to help people so that they can survive. I mean, I think that we're all in a situation right now where this is an unprecedented life event where people need to step up and help each other out. I've also seen, depending, and we can play, uh, we're, tr- we're efforting getting a doctor on the show for you tonight as well. We're going to have a, psycho- uh, a coaching uh, gentleman on, Dr. Bob Wright's going to be with us at 7.30 to talk about the handling the isolation part of it. We're going to have a nutritionist on as far as uh, what you should be eating, what vitamins you should be taking to get yourself through this as uh, safely as possible. So we're doing a ton of things tonight, and we're also efforting getting on uh, somebody in the medical profession as well. But I've listened to a ton of doctors talk about this, and they say that, yes, old people, that's a huge concern, but if you're in your 40s or wherever, don't go running around thinking that it couldn't happen to you either. Well, they're, you they're, heard Pritzker today with respect to, you know, I just heard it in uh, David Jennings' newscast with all the uh, young people that are out at the bars for St. Patrick's Day. And I'm making myself sound like I'm 200 years old. I'm probably 10 years older than the people that are out right now. But the point is, you know, right now we're in a situation where younger people probably feel like, well, this won't happen to me. I don't have to worry about it. And you might not get sick, but if you have it and you visit a parent or a grandparent or you come into contact with somebody that is susceptible to this illness, then you are, in effect, putting a lot of other people in harm's way. And so, you know, we all have to make decisions about what we want to do. But I think... You know, trying to find ways to help others is what's going to help us get through this probably in the most effective way. Newsroom is telling us that uh, Donald Trump's uh, coronavirus test has come back negative. Thank you, David Jennings. News, okay. Full news report coming up, of course, at 7 o'clock. Let's get uh, Mike in Frankfurt on 720 WGN. Mike, go ahead, my friend. Hey, gentlemen. How are you guys doing this afternoon? Good. You know, I think instead of toilet paper, these people should be biting vitamins. I Hey, I did. I got my vitamin A, my vitamin D, my vitamin C, and my oregano, Mike. You proud of me? I'm proud of you. Thank you. You know, your fruit. Just eat your fruit. You know, your grapefruit, you know, all yeah. your oranges, all that stuff. I'm, yeah. It'll be good. I'm crushing oranges, Mike. I got grapefruits. I got I got blueberries. I got blackberries. He's got he's got oregano, basil, rosemary, thyme. He's like spicing a chicken over there. Let's, I, I'm not... Pl- I'm not. Are Don't you doing this? Your onions and your mushrooms. Are, are, <laughs> That's true. You got all those anti... Are you, are you doing the same thing, Mike? I always eat fruit. I don't touch meat till the evening. I eat fruit and vegetables all through the day. All right. Hey, thank So I'm in my garage, and I'm listening <laughs> to you guys. Uh, thanks, thanks working Mike. Working on my brakes until my bleeder valve broke on me when I was going to try to bleed my brakes. Oh, jeez. And it dawned on me that, you know what's going to happen with this society, with this coronavirus? You ever see the movie The Omega Man with Charlton Heston? I have not seen The Omega Man. But, well, then go home tonight and watch the Omega, man, because it's going to just bring out what's actually going to happen. All right. Is it on Netflix? The worst case scenario. <laughs> you can probably find it on Netflix. Yeah. Omega, man. Got it. Thank yep. you, Mike. Charlton Heston. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Anthony Zerbe's in it also. You know Anthony Zerbe. Omega, Play the old Harry Old television series with uh, David Jansen. 
All right. Mike, you got anybody over there with you to hang out, or are you solo? Right now, uh, since I broke the bleeder valve, which I have to get a new master cylinder to finish my brakes in the back of my blazer, I'm just, uh, actually, I'm standing in the middle of this beautiful snowfall. It's probably the uh, nicest snowfall we've had all year. There you go. There you go. All right, Mike, be safe. Appreciate you. There's Thanks, not a Mike. soul in the street. Everything's quiet. Yeah. Yep. Even the squirrels are inside. Even the squirrels are. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. The squirrels. Appreciate it. <laughs> he broke the what? The leader valve? I, you're you ever, asking me. You, yeah, you know your leader valves. Don't don't play s- slow. Don't play. I'm still with trying me. to get over your basil pills. Uh, I, they they smell amazing. When you <laughs> uh, when you unscrew the cap of the basil pill, you know you feel like you. I just got so healthy. I'm like oh, I inhale it. I'm like yes. <laughs> and no one is taking me down, man. Although, just just wishful thinking. I but, don't know. I, hey, I'm doing what I can here. Yeah. All right, uh, Joe McEwen's coming on up here. Your calls as well. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Mark Carmen, Jordan Burnfield, with you on seven twenty WGN. What was that caller's name? Jordan Burnfield. The last caller. Yes, the last. Before the break. Before the break. Mike. Mike. It was the bleeder valve. Thank you. Text line. No. The bleeder valve. See, you, I don't know what a bleeder. When you listen is. to seven, you know what it is. Nah, absolutely not. But I'm, I'm looking but, it up. But, but I want to learn. I absolutely do want to learn. Do I, you? I do. I do. Hey, having knowledge and understanding things, including how to fix a car. Oh, it looks like it's a like a little. Looks like a nut. You know, like a little. A nut. Uh, uh, something that screws in that yes. stops the oil from leaking. Yes. The bleeder valve. Yeah. Right. It's got like a See? like one of those washer things that you put on it and I'm going to put that on my list of things to do before yeah. I get sick on the coronavirus is to learn how to actually change my own oil. That on a hydraulic vehicle braking system, the bleed screws, sometimes known as uh, bleeder it's, valves, it's where your brakes are located right? at the top of each brake caliper See? to allow bleeding of the braking system. Ben Anderson, our outstanding producer today, told me that it was the brakes. Just to look at you, Ben. Out, How about my, that? Out myself. Hey, Bob in Buffalo Grove. Welcome to seven twenty WGN. Go ahead, my friend. Hi. Can you hear me? We got you, Bob. Okay, great. My question is about what's going to happen to the, the sports uh, outlets, uh, major league. I'm uh, sorry, uh, uh, the NFL. Uh, NBA basketball, college basketball, when we get into flu season between, uh, I'll say, next October and next March, when we have our first outbreak of the flu. So, the president being said, are they going to have to shut down? Well, because the flu, right now, the mortality rate is higher than the coronavirus. It's actually deadlier. Okay. Well, there's a big difference, though, in that there's a vaccine for the flu and there is not for coronavirus. And doctors are saying that the coronavirus is 15 times more dangerous than the flu right now, including uh, as far as fatalities go. So, look, uh, it is an interesting question, Bob, from the standpoint that, look, if you're Major League Baseball and you come back and you start playing in May and then somebody tests positive, what do you do? Do you stop the season again? I don't think you can. I think you have to quarantine that person. You test everybody on the team again, and you go forward. I, I, I don't, how long can you just suspend life here? I, I, it's, it's gonna. These are all difficult questions that we don't have the answers to. Yeah, I don't know how you answer these things, and I, I don't know what the solution is, and I don't pretend to. I, I think that right now, like I was saying earlier, I think that we are in a position right now where it's completely unprecedented. Right? I mean, think about how we decide laws in this country. We look at precedent, and that helps us form what we do when one thing happens. We've never had an event like this that has shut down American life, right? Like, get, we, in our lives... It's not just American life. I mean, Italy's... Well, around the world, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, it's we have seen 
viruses or health issues happen in other countries where it is not caused the shutdown of the entertainment industry, the sports industry, and put us in a... I mean, Spain and France are on lockdown in their countries right now. China has obviously been dealing with this since uh, the virus emanated out of the Wuhan province. I mean, we're, we're talking about things that don't happen typically in our world, and now we're in this global pandemic of you know, crazy proportion. So I think we're all trying to figure this out together. Spain is set to announce an Italian-style countrywide lockdown Saturday after a dramatic spike in the coronavirus cases. Uh, Flights that were headed to Spain today turned back mid-flight and went to where they were, went back to where they came from. I mean, think about that. Um, In Europe, uh, when you talk about the hardest-in country, of course, that's Italy, more than 1,000 deaths now, 17,600 affected. Spain is uh, the second most affected European country, more than 132 deaths. Uh, and health officials saying today that infections have reached over 5,700 people. The only things open right now in Italy are grocery stores and hospitals. And, and you're going you're gonna to have country. That's it. The country is, going, is being put on lockdown and. and Hopefully that is not coming here, We're doing, but who knows what the future is going to hold. Uh, as we are, this is partly a sports show tonight as well. And so, of course, with the NCAA tournament being canceled, the Northwestern women's basketball team, which won their first Big Ten title in 30 years, did not get a chance to play uh, in the NCAA tournament. Joe McEwen is their head coach, and he joins us now on 720 WGN. Joe, thank you for taking a couple minutes here. Uh, this this is obviously sports is not nearly as important as to what's going on in the world, but uh, difficult time for you guys. And, and how did you address the team and and you know give the news and, and thank them for everything they did this year? Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for having me. I, I think we had a team meeting yesterday, and it was yeah, you know, it was just really hard. We have five seniors too that you know had uh, we had the winningest record in the history of Northwestern and the best record in the Big Ten. And, you know, they, they just had put everything into their senior year. It was really, you know, it was just hard for them, too, as well as, well as the rest of our team. So, we, you know, we talked a lot. Uh, uh, Patrick Sherald, our, our football coach, bought everybody Chick-fil-A. So that kind of that kind of <laughs> helped a little bit. But, you know, it's just a hard time and uh, no great answers. You know, there's a bigger picture of this. And, uh, you know, just love our team and just – Lead for him because we felt that we were probably going to host first and second round, you know, in the NCAA tournament at Northwestern, and um, you know would have been a which we had we had great crowds, you know, this year, and feel like we'd had we'd have packed the Welsh Ryan Arena next weekend. Yeah, Joe. I mean, your your team was incredible. It was amazing to be at the game where you clinched the Big Ten championship for the first time in thirty years. And and you mentioned five seniors on this team, and and I'm my I just feel so sad for those seniors that weren't going to get that opportunity to be part of hosting the NCAA tournament at Welsh Ryan Arena. You know, I know that the NCAA right now is in a sort of unprecedented situation where they're going to be awarding scholarships to spring sport athletes um, for a for an extra year for those seniors that wouldn't have been able to play spring sports. I would imagine you think that your seniors should get another year to get an opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. Do you think it's feasible that winter sport athletes could get an extra year if they were seniors this year so that they have a shot to play for the tournament next year? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I think you know, we talked a lot about that yesterday. And Jim Phillips, 
um, as, you, as you know, our athletic director, he, he's on the men's selection committee. So he had been sequestered sequestered in New York all week. And, uh, you, you know, it's something him and I talked about. Uh, you know, there, there's there's a lot of you know, movement towards it. It would be great if, if uh, our seniors were able to come back next year. I think, um, you know, there's a lot of other issues that come, come with that. Uh, graduation and players turning pro and um, you know you know so I think there's you know it's a long ways before I think we'll have an answer on that but um, you know I I think for our seniors they felt I don't want to say cheated but they felt like you know they did everything they could to give them an opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament which is always the goal you know every team in the country the first day of practice you talk about going to the NCAA tournament and winning championships and uh so I, I don't know where that's going to go, but um, I, I, I would, you know, I would certainly support it, and uh, uh, I think it's going, to, it's going to maybe separate itself over the next five or six days. Joe McEwen's the head uh, head women's coach for your Northwestern University Wildcats basketball team, joining us on seven twenty WGN. I, the question that I would have with that, Joe, and I know you're not going to have an answer, but just your thoughts: if you say that your seniors can come back and play. What about the teams that have seniors that were not in the tournament, but maybe just missed out of the tournament? Do those seniors get the same right? Is it, is it for everybody, or is it just for who got in the tournament? How do you how do you figure that out? I would assume that right. it, would ha- it would have right. to be for everyone, right? Right. It's a great question, and and uh, you, you know also that you don't know who was going to be in the tournament because the bracket right hadn't been announced, men or women, and you still had conference tournaments going on and championships which would earn automatic bids, maybe at large bids. So, you know, like I said, there, there's a lot of things that were uh, that have to be resolved. Uh, but certainly, you know, I feel like the NCAA came out two weeks ago and said we were a three seed. This was, this was the NCAA committee, so we felt like we were going to be in the tournament. But, for you know, for the seniors that, that maybe um, weren't on teams that were going to get to the NCAA tournament, would, would they be able to come back? I like I said, there's a lot of speculation. Uh, I don't have any great answers, you know. To be honest with you, it's just uh, you know, just if my two seniors, my my seniors we have at Northwestern came back, uh, I'd have my starting five back. So, <laughs> I think we are 26 and four. I think we'd be pretty good. So I'm, I'm kind of focused on that. Uh, but also, I got an income. The other question would become scholarships and incoming freshmen and. Right. Transfers. There's so many things that you know would be unresolved that have to be figured out. Um, but I, I think everybody's well intended in this, trying to protect the seniors that maybe had a chance to play. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really interesting question. Frankly, I hope that the seniors that didn't get a chance to play in the NCAA tournament, both on the men's and women's side, are given an extra year because that's what you all play for, and I know that, but. The one thing that I would say, Joe, is that being at that game where you beat Illinois and won the Big Ten championship, I mean, as disappointing as it is that it ended the way it did, that was an amazing day. I mean, that truly, you know, as someone, I I feel like I can say this because I've been around Northwestern for enough years now. I mean, it was just such a cool day to see your team win the way you won. It was an easier win, so you were able to get your seniors out of the game for purple and white confetti to be coming out of the the scoreboard of Welsh Ryan Arena. I mean, you had it all. I mean, it was what a wonderful, I mean, listen, if you couldn't get the NCAA tournament glory, at least you got one really special day uh, to end your we season. We did. 
Mexico. We did. Thank you so much for bringing that up. We had, you know, uh, uh, four or five. Uh, I think we had close to 4,000 people. They rushed the court. Um, you know, they have great, great history and leadership to help get to that point. The Maggie Lyons and the Megan McEwens and Amy Jeskies and Nia Coffees that, you know, this blood was on the court that helped build this uh for the current team it was special and you know for for a lot of them to be there meant a lot and uh you know i i i feel like uh Joy, as you know we i feel like we captured the heart of northwestern and the evanston community and, and yeah. chicago basketball um i i really felt like had we played at home uh you know next weekend we'd have had you know six seven thousand people at our game and uh i i i just I, i'm heartbroken for our players to not to not experience that, but what we went through when we beat Illinois and win a, win a Big Ten championship, first time in thirty years, uh, you know, just just a lot of people invested in that, and it, it, we were really proud. Well, Coach, congrats on winning the Big Ten Coach of the Year, and I'm pretty certain that if I could go back and relive my senior year of college, I would go right back to the University of Iowa right now and redo it. You probably would do the same thing, go back to Kent State. Jordan Birdfield, you go to Syracuse. Who wouldn't want to be a senior one more time? <laughs> so if that if that does yeah. happen, that they get to come back, that would be an amazing thing. Because you think it's over. Like, oh, my God, I get to do it again and get some more <laughs> education. It would be, be sweet. Hey, Joe, thanks so much, Joe. Appreciate you. Oh, my pleasure, thanks, guys. Thanks, Joe. for having me. And I uh, really appreciate it. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll get through this. You know, it's a bigger picture to this. So oh. really appreciate it, guys. Thanks. It's All right. A, take care, Joe. Our pleasure. Joe McEwen, Northwestern University. Big story uh, coming back here on people hoarding Lysol and making money on it. Is that the wrong? Did you see this story about the guy who has 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer? Coming on back, 720 WGN. 720 WGN. All right, Jordan Burnfield. Uh, phone number is 312-981-7200. Good to be with you tonight. So... Here's one story uh, from Vancouver. Manny Ranga and his wife, Violetta Perez, they loaded up their Ford F-150 outside of a Costco near Vancouver. And the picture shows them just with cases and cases of Lysol disinfecting wipes. All right? So some stranger walks by, says, is that all for you? And... Perez says, cleaning company, as if he's buying it for a cleaning company. And then they proceed to make a bundle in the past three weeks, hitting up every Costco store in the region, buying up as much Lysol wipes as they possibly could, and then reselling them on Amazon. I thought people were nice in Vancouver. (laughs) Wasn't that the story, that everyone in Canada is just jolly and friendly and nice? Uh, Well, this couple... Apparently not Manny Ranga. This this couple uh, saw an opportunity and got aggressive and is making a bunch of dough. Well, the New York Times just put out a story, Mark Harmon. Yes. That the brothers, Matt and Noah Colvin probably no relation to Tyler, but I don't know, set out in a silver SUV to pick up some hand sanitizer. They drove around Chattanooga, Tennessee. They had a Dollar Tree, a Walmart, a Staples, a Home Depot. They cleaned out the shelves. Over the next three days, they took a 1,300-mile road trip across Tennessee and into Kentucky. They filled a U-Haul with thousands of bottles of hand sanitizer and thousands of packs of antibacterial wipes mostly from those like hole-in-the-wall dollar stores and stuff like that. Apparently, they posted them on Amazon 
for huge money. They're trying to resell them, and they've got almost 18,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. So, people, But no one's buying them because nobody wants to pay $50 for Purell, Matt and Noah. So people are trying to take advantage of the time, which is definitely not the human spirit that we're looking for. But I, on some level, I'm not all that surprised where there's an opportunity to make a couple dollars, people are going to try to jump in there. Yeah, but don't you have to feel like you totally suck if you're going to be that person that is is price gouging people during a global pandemic like is that how you want to be remembered you know yeah that virus it was really bad but hey i made a killing off of purell yeah it's 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 uncomfortable come on man it's uncomfortable but i i mean you've been in the grocery store and you've seen the videos where people are literally fighting over toilet paper and or other products because they're it's it's scarcity. They're afraid that they're there's security, I guess, in buying and having stuff and knowing and feeling like you're gonna be okay. And people are scared. Yeah. And you're seeing it play out in ugly ways. But it, it's it's not and we're again at the at at least in this country at the beginning of this, yeah. So, well, uh, when I was, I, I don't know, the, I don't, I don't know what, you, how, how we monitor this, but there's got to be some rules when you come into the grocery store that you can't, you can't walk out with the whole a case of or 14 zillion cases of Lysol. It can't no, happen like that. I agreed. I mean, yesterday when I was in the Mariano's near my house, the entire shelf, like across the entire way, where you would have paper towels, uh, tissues, and napkins and toilet paper and all these things i I, i'm not like literally zero was available zero and so i said to there was a gentleman from the store who came through with like a cart that had more boxes of toilet paper to load on there but certainly not enough to fill the shelves but at least like a box or two to put out there and i said to him sort of jokingly i was like have you ever seen this before he goes i've been working in retail grocery for 25 years this shelf has never been emptied ever yeah and the and the grocery stores are changing their policies right now they're not staying open as late so they can restock the shelves and also do the cleaning that is necessary to make the store safe for everybody to come on in and get what they need what's the most time you've ever waited in line at a grocery store prior to maybe this week that's a i 10 minutes at most right okay yeah i waited a good 35 minutes yesterday when i was in like the self checkout line because that was moving faster than the ones that had you know i didn't have a lot of things that i bought i bought you know maybe five or six things but the ones that had a clerk and a and a bag person that were there to help you i mean those were snail's pace people were lined up through the aisles because that was the only place to put people and they wrapped all the way to the other side of them like out by the deli area or like the open spaces where you know there's wider concourse in the grocery store and i was thinking to myself like okay we all are nervous we're all trying to buy a few extra things but some people were buying so much fresh food that I hope that they were buying it for like a, a nursing home or something somewhere where there was a lot of people because like 
one family could not eat 700 oranges, okay? <laughs> Those can't all be for you unless you're going to be eating – because they're, they're going to go bad too. So we're talking about eating 700 oranges in like a week or two. I was so happy when my flaxseed waffles were still available at Whole Foods the other day. I was just, I was thrilled. And and if waiting in line right now, if you had to spend a little more Did time. Did you put any of the basil pill into I, the flaxseed waffle? No, I have the, I eat the waffle and then I have the basil pill. Then I take okay. my vitamin A, then I take my vitamin D, then I take my vitamin C. Got it. And, and then I'm ready to go. Scrabble of vitamins. Let, let's, 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 let's do this. But. Waiting in line at the grocery store is a very small, small thing to deal with, obviously, now. And the scary part, though, is you know, you're, you're at the grocery store. There's a lot of people around. Who's got what? Nobody knows. Right. That's, that's the scary part of right now. Uh, let's get Mary quickly uh, in Indiana on 720 WGN. 312-981-7200. What have you been experiencing? If you have been heading out, are you, st- are you staying in? just want to hear how people are doing. Go ahead, Mary. I'm staying in. I mean, I live in Indiana. I don't live in a big town, but I did live in Chicago. I was born and raised there, and in 67, when we had the blizzard, it was much the same. Only I don't think people were as rude, but my husband worked for Jewel at the time, and he said it was a panic. People were going in there. The poor bread man had to run for his life. They were pulling the bread off of the racks. They were pulling it off the shelves, tearing it out of each other's hands. They were bread all over the floor. But he said it was really nasty, but... We lived on the south side, and he had to take a bus to work the next day after the blizzard. And he said, the bus is gone, and it stopped on Kedzie. And the bus driver turned around. He said, we're not going anywhere. He said, not unless you all want to get out and push. So all the men got out of the bus. They all got in the back of the bus and pushed the bus. Hmm. 1967 blizzard. I remember the one in the late 70s. I was like five years old there. I remember getting the big snow plow out, and it was we were we were under it. But I don't know, 67 is before my time. I'm looking at it here. Struck northeast Illinois and northwest Indiana on January 26 and 27. 23 inches of snow. Oh, my God. 23. And uh, it it wasn't super cold, if you remember, Mary. It was only 15 to 20. No, no. The day before, it was so hot, the, the postman had his jacket off. I mean, it was really hot. I took my daughter up to the store in the wagon. It was, Mary, was I, it, I, it had to be in the 60s. Do you remember that one from like 2011? Was that anything close to the one of 67? That was unbelievable, too. Because yeah, I remember, I was working here for that night. Yeah. Now, the, I remember the one you're talking about, Mark, the one in 79, because my daughter was supposed to take her entrance exam to high school, and they had to, you know, they had to call it off. That was a big blizzard, and my husband and I were downtown and had to drive home in that weather, too. Uh-huh. That was nasty. But 67, that was, that was the biggest snow. We had we had a snow in front of the house. It was over your head. It was just incredible. And people were fighting. That's when they, you know, the dibs, don't park in my spot. <laughs> That's it, a, was, it, it, a, it was amazing. A great Chicago tradition. Hey, Mary, thanks for checking in, okay? Thanks, Mary. Okay, bye. 312-981-7200. 1979, I was six years old. I had my Mighty Mac winter coat. Do you remember the Mighty Mac? It said this huge zipper. You were, you were protected against anything in that thing. I'm telling you, as a kid in a Mighty Mac and you had your big wheel. Did you have a big wheel when you were a kid? I mean, I saw big wheels, but I never had one. Are you telling your parents didn't allow you to have a big wheel? No. Protecting protecting you against the big oh wheel? Oh, my God. I was the most sheltered child. <laughs> that is unfortunate. Yes. I am upset with, <laughs> with, your, with your, your folks on that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dave Ennett's going to join us after 7 o'clock on 720 WGN. 720 WGN, Mark Harmon and Jordan Burnfield uh, with you. There's breaking news uh, in the sports world. Christian Wood 
who plays for the Detroit Pistons, has tested positive for the coronavirus now. Uh, the Pistons did play against the Utah Jazz, and of course that was the first person in the NBA who had tested positive in Rudy Gobert. And this was Saturday night. Christian Wood, 30 points, 11 rebounds against Gobert. And then they were saying that Wood has shown no symptoms to this point that he's doing well. But this is why sports had to be shut down as it is, right? Because Gobert tests positive, Mitchell tests positive, now an opponent is tested positive. So they couldn't have had... I mean, That's the scariest part of the whole thing. You you don't know that you have it. He had contact with Gobert, so they had him tested, and he tested positive. He's got no symptoms. That's to me is the scariest part of this. Because you you can feel totally fine, and you might have it. We're also seeing reports that the Cubs are planning to pay all of their game day employees in the event that Major League Baseball is shut down sometime into the season due to COVID-19. We already know it's going to be delayed at least two weeks. But I'm assuming that we're going to see this from many teams. And frankly, it started with NBA players. I mean, guys like Zion Williamson, who's 19 years old, who were willing to step up and say... Donate 100000 Yeah, like Giannis Antetokounmpo. These guys were saying, like, we understand that these people... Their livelihoods depend on sports. We're going to make sure that we can ship it. Kevin Love was the first one to do it for for right. Cleveland. Yep. Uh, it's which is just a beautiful part of humanity. People stepping up who have a lot and giving to those who do not have as much. And from a Cubs standpoint, as a former vendor who is not in the payroll, you make by commission. I hope they take care of the vendors too on both the north and the south side. Those guys depend on those games to you know for a living, so they should, uh, in my opinion, at least be included as well. Uh, let's bring in our sports director, uh, Dave Ennett, who uh, of course was at the Big Ten tournament. Dave, so incredible and awful, really, and uh, that you were actually saw some of the last live action of the year down in Indy, and just a, a, a crazy night, right, with Fred Hoiberg uh, being sick, and you're and you're sitting right there, and, all, and the next day the tournament gets canceled. This is obviously something you have uh, never experienced. What, what was it like being there that night? Well, you know, it's weird, Mark, and, and Jordan Good being with you guys. I, you know, it's you kind of think you've seen it all over the course of uh, however many years I've been doing this, and, you know, from being in ballparks right after 9-11 uh, to, to just just all, all of the newsworthy things that have happened over the years and, and strikes and everything – but but I have to tell you, this was different because uh, once the game's going, you know, you're kind of into the game and you're paying attention to that and, and not too much to the external stuff. But I just sort of had a feeling the the few days that I was in Indianapolis that it, it just kind of felt different. You know, even though there were a lot of people there for the tournament, there was a great crowd on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. you know, mainly for Indiana in that game against Nebraska. The, the arena was loud, people were enthusiastic, and, and so you kind of, for that moment, you got caught up in that, it feels like any other college basketball game. But, but honestly, when every time you go in and out of the, the uh, arena itself, uh, through the corridor, out to the concourse area or whatever, and there's a, a jar of Purell right there, and everybody is stopping and using the hand sanitizer. And, and of course, then before the game, we got the word that there would not be fans allowed the next day, and there would be only essential personnel in the arena. I mean, at that point, it feels 
different. And I have to tell you, there was kind of a, a feeling of foreboding, I think, that night. And I, I wasn't surprised at all when the word came down. I don't think anybody was on Thursday morning that they weren't going to play. Dave, uh, piggybacking off of that, when we talked to Jason Benetti earlier, he was saying at the Horizon League tournament that people were still shaking hands and still sort of acting in the same way. Sounds to me like what you're saying is that it was pretty different at the Big Ten tournament. Were people still shaking hands and having interactions that we normally would see, or were people distancing themselves? No, I think people are distancing themselves a little bit more, uh, Jordan. And I think it really even started before that. I think... The previous week, we had a game up at Wisconsin, and I noticed it there. Uh, and I told the story on the air one morning about being in, in one of the, the restrooms on the concourse level there, and after uh, vigorously washing my hands for 20 seconds, then uh, moving over to the towel dispenser, and a gentleman next to me dressed out in badger garb from head to toe with his little boy was doing the same thing I was doing, which was trying to maneuver the lever on the towel machine with your elbow (laughs) we both looked at each other and laughed and said well this is the new normal i mean this is how people are operating now in in this climate and so i I noticed more and more uh and when i was in indianapolis i caught myself shaking hands with a couple people and immediately you know kind of want to recoil but it's too late at that point and so but generally i think the the fist bump or the elbow bump or whatever has sort of become the accepted custom now as opposed to the handshake. And I noticed that with uh, with people within the Northwestern uh, basketball group and also from, from other teams and from the Big Ten and, and fans I bumped into. I mean, I think that's kind of the way it's, it's gone. And, and this is before the games were canceled and the NCAA tournament was canceled and the NBA shut down and all the other stuff. Yeah, I don't know how much you were privy to the conversations. I'm sure you got wind of it, Dave, what Chris was uh, telling his team. But here are a bunch of young men who are having great success in life. They're scholarship athletes. They're you know, playing on, on a huge stage. And I, there's got to be a huge part of them that feels invincible, right? But then you have to communicate that, hey, this is real and can affect you too. I, I don't know how you know Chris was trying to communicate that or, or or jim phillips or whoever around northwestern but that's something that's you know that guy that the student athletes are going to have to get on board with and spring you know you got spring break and every and classes being canceled there's a lot to handle there well i can tell you that in traveling with teams over the years uh it has not been unusual i think with with any team especially with basketball when you're traveling during the winter and you're crowded together in small areas be it a bus uh, be it a plane, um, you know, there's usually one or two or more guys who have some bug or the flu or whatever. And believe me, I've caught my share of them, and that just kind of goes with the territory. I think it, it happens. It's the cold and flu season after all. But to me, what it kind of felt a little more like in some ways was it's kind of like th- these are maybe the best times of your lives. Yeah, this is such a good time. Yep. You're playing big-time college athletics, and it took me back to the days after 9-11. And when college football at the time, uh, they canceled the games, and Northwestern was supposed to play a game at Navy. or I'm sorry, Navy was coming to Evanston the following Saturday for a game. And I remember talking to Randy Walker, 
who was the, the coach uh, at the time, and talking to him about what has to be going through these kids' minds. Because at the time, we didn't know there was talk of reinstituting the draft, and you're talking about a bunch of 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds who are playing college football at a great university at a power conference, and, and these are they're the cream of the crop. And now, all of a sudden, you know, we're talking about possibly uh, sending them off to war or and and fighting a war against terrorists, you know, on this in this country. So, you know, it's sort of like right in the middle of football season, this this reality comes into play. And I kind of had some of those. It's obviously a very different situation, but it kind of felt in some ways similar because uh, here you have this this outside reality coming in and, and kind of this is a time of your life where you shouldn't have to worry about stuff like this, but everybody does right now. Hey, Dave, can you hang on for one second? I want to ask you a couple more questions if you have time, but we got to take a quick time out here. Got it. Okay, quick time out. Come back with Dave just as far as how college basketball and all college athletics will go forward here uh, with Brain Seniors back. I want to get Dave thoughts, Dave's thoughts on that next. 720 WGN. 720 WGN, Mark Carmen and Jordan Burnfield with you, the voice of the Wildcats, and our sports director, Dave Bennett, is on the line. Jordan, you get the next question with, with Mr. Cat. All right, Dave. Uh, we, you know, we were just talking about the college athletic season, and so we, we talked to Joe McEwen about, I don't know, 35 minutes ago, and I asked him about how he would feel about bringing his seniors back for another year in winter sports, given the fact that seniors for spring sports in this year's NCAA, because their seasons got wiped out, will be allowed an extra year of eligibility. As you can imagine, Joe wanted to have his five seniors back for another season. But I I was curious what you think, because you've been covering college sports for a long time. This is obviously an unprecedented situation. Do you think it's feasible that winter sport athletes like college basketball players, both on the men's and women's level, could somehow be awarded another year of eligibility so that those players, whether or not they would have been in the NCAA tournament, would have been able to finish their season on whatever track it would have ended up, right? I'm thinking of kids who would have been in the CIT or the CBI or the NIT. I think it extends to a lot more teams than just the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I I mean, I'd love to see it, Jordan. I think it's a, a worthy and admirable goal. I just don't know how practically you get it done. And I just think that that's the biggest issue. I, I mean, where, first of all, where's it's some schools, yeah, maybe the, the universities with huge endowments or, or, or plenty of donors with wealthy or deep pockets can come up with the, the additional scholarship money, assuming that that's permitted. But then what about the ones that can't? And, and you know, I just don't know how you do it equitably. I'd love to see it. And if someone's got a plan, that where you could do it equitably, and then I think that's uh, it's certainly a worthy goal. I think the fact that they've done that or they've tried to figure it out with uh, the spring athletes, even though the the scholarships are not as widespread or uh, the full scholarships uh, are few and far between compared to the winter athletes. I wonder if the um, NCAA could pay for it, Dave. I mean, they, you know... Well, it, you you know, you would think that it certainly seems like they are flush in money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you'd, have to, you'd have to make more scholarships available because you have kids coming in who are depending on the scholarships going right. out. So that would be part of it, and, and they could do that. You, well, you would think there's a way to do it, and I think if they can, they should. Uh, but then what do you do about 
uh, a team where, and, and Jordan, you mentioned the CBI and the CIT and the NIT, you know, obviously none of those are taking place, but um, what do you do about the seniors? If your season was over, then you're done, right? I mean, you're, you're not uh, given the eligibility or the option to return for another year because you wouldn't have been playing again. I, I guess, I, I guess that's fair because it's not really changing anything in your life, but somehow it, it seems like if you're going to give uh, a senior on Team A that was still alive in their season uh, another year and, and a senior on, a, on Team B where their season was over um, is not getting it, I mean, it seems a little bit inequitable, but I guess these are not times where everything's going to be exactly fair. So I, I think if there's a way to do it fairly and a way to do it with, with uh, I guess, um, to make it as equitable as possible, then I would be in favor of it. And I think that there, there have to be enough really smart people around who could figure it out and, and get it done. Like you guys. Like I think you could come up with a <laughs> yeah, plan we, to get it done. We, we, We're working we, on it until we, 10 o'clock. I, I've got it. If Dr. Jim Phillips wants to give me a call, I'll just give him the, the CARM plan, and I'm sure that'll be instantly accepted. Dave, are you doing anything different? You get uh, kitted around on the station about being maybe the healthiest guy at WGN Radio. Are, are you like doing things different because of the coronavirus, or, or would you say you're just living your life the same way? I'm I'm doing the best I can to, uh, although I'm trying to social distance a little bit. Um, but I went to to the gym this morning and did an exercise class with about eighteen, nineteen people in, and I think everybody went to great lengths to make sure that they were constantly wiping down the equipment with the the antiseptic wipes and and doing that. And look, I mean, you do what you can, right? But I I. I will say this, and I, I mentioned this on Bob's show yesterday, that when I was staying in the hotel in Indianapolis, I had promised my wife that I would wipe down everything in the hotel room. So I got in there, but I, I didn't have any of those disinfectant wipes. So I went down to the hotel gym where they had those metal canisters full of them yeah. next to the treadmills, and I got about seven or eight of them and, and took them upstairs, and I... Wiped out every counter, every desk, every the sink, the doorknobs, the the uh, hangers, everything in the hotel room. The TV remote, first and foremost, by the way. But that and that is really smart. I was going to ask you about that because I I usually will wipe the TV remote. Yeah, Carm's wiping I the got, microphone I, as we speak. I got my sanitizer right here, Dave. <laughs> Yeah. Just in case anybody floated in during the break. I think those remote you controls are gross anyway. I would wipe it down even if we weren't dealing with this. Great point. Great point. So, But otherwise, no. I mean, I think, you know, you I, hopefully we all learn from this and perhaps pick up some new habits that will carry on long after the uh, COVID-19 is a an unpleasant distant memory yeah no no doubt hey dave thanks for taking time we appreciate it thanks dave great being with you guys dave bennett uh, with us here who's down at the big 10 tournament and as far as extending it for the cow the winter sports and spring sports if i'm the ncaa and i want to take care of my student athletes i think you just make it available to them hey you might have plans moving on with your life but you might not maybe you want to have an extra year 
of education that could help you in starting a grad program, whatever it is. They got money coming out of their eyeballs. They, they, and they also, if I understand this correctly, because the NCAA tournament was canceled, they have insurance on all this to recoup some of the money that they would have lost from the you know billions of dollars that are spent to put this tournament on television. I was reading about the TV portion of it, and I got incredibly confused and needed to call up uh, somebody that went to Harvard to understand exactly how it all works. But yeah. but basically, like if the tournament is canceled, like if that ever happened this year, then they they're going to add a year onto the end of it. So there's the money. There was a contingency for some level of disaster not obviously predicting the coronavirus so it's there the point is they've got the money they've got money coming out of their freaking eyeballs and they could easily spend what it takes listen i'm not saying that if but think about ncaa i want to do it but you know what if you're really about the kids which we all know you know we're all cynical we all know that it's about money and it's about profit and all that stuff but if you want to be about the kids and I think that they do in a certain respect because they're giving spring sport athletes this extra year of eligibility so that they can have back the seasons that they're losing. So if we're giving it to them, I don't because I think what Dave was saying, and I think Dave was sort of like, you know, working through this as he was talking about it the way that we are as well. You know, if if your team was already eliminated from postseason contention prior to the season being wiped away, right, then you didn't earn your chance to keep your players for the following year. So I really don't mind if those teams do not get to keep their seniors. But I think that I and mean, you and I have been around college sports a long time. I'm around college athletes every day for you know six months out of the year. And all these kids are their life is about these tournaments. And I realize that in the grand scheme of what's going on right now, this is way low on the scale. I, all of these are, and I think we should all take the caveat in that. But I think that it is something that could easily be done by the NCAA to do the right thing and give these seniors, if they want, on the men's and women's side, in winter sports, the opportunity to return so that they can have one more season to figure out whatever their end is going to be. 312-981-7200 if you want to jump in on that or just uh, how you're handling this coronavirus time period, feel free. Uh, From the text line, hi. Whenever I go to a hotel, I always bring a little baggie with me and I put it in the put in the baggie to wipe things down. So you bring your baggie and your wipes. My wife, when we get into the hotel room, what she likes to do is to lift up the actual mattress, uh, which is a little bit Wait, over the... She t- goes... She likes to lift the mattress up and is looking for, I don't even know... Coins? Coins. Underwear? Bed bugs. Any sign that that mattress is something that she shouldn't be sleeping on, she is going to do a full inspection. Okay, okay so let me let me ask a follow-up question here, Counselor. This is pre-coronavirus if, and post. If she found, let's say, a quarter. Oh, or the quarter's fine. Okay. What if she found, like, somebody's underwear? Uh, that would We'd be out of that room in five seconds, <laughs> okay, and, and but, she'd have the whole trip uh, comped. That, that, <laughs> that's okay. what would happen. Because I'm just wondering, like, if it was under the mattress, how it would have gotten there, I would have questions about. But secondly, if the mattress was then flipped, do you, is it now more sanitary, sanitary because she did, there's she at least she's like not, a foot of space. No, hold on, there's no flipping going Between on. She's, you and the underwear. She's just, she's just lifting up and kind of looking underneath. She gets down low, you know, gets in a good, solid <laughs> crouch. You imagine a catcher and, yeah. and, and, you know, lifts it up and, and, and get you know, though, in. to the texture's point, 
I bring, you know, when I'm traveling all over for college basketball during the winter, I have those like makeup wipes to get makeup off my face off TV. That's adorable. I use those to wipe down things in a hotel room. Am I crazy? Maybe, but you know. I jump right in. Me and the me and the comforter, the whole thing. I'm good. Let's go. Let's, let's live my life. All right, coming on back here, 720 WGN. 720 WGN, Mark Carmen and Jordan Burnfield with you. My friend Dr. Bob Wright is on the line here. Bob is uh, he's an entrepreneur. He's also the co-founder of the Wright Foundation, and he does a lot of coaching. And as far as people handling the isolation that they're going to feel right now, hold up in their apartments, condos, houses, and just dealing with the many challenges that we're going to have with the coronavirus, I thought it'd be great to have him on tonight. Dr. Bob, thanks for taking a couple of minutes here. We appreciate it. It's a pleasure, Mark. So you have a community of people, uh, Bob, that that uh, you know that work with you and get support, and now all these people you know, are back, perhaps not going to work, perhaps not leaving their homes, trying to do what's right for society, and... I think there, and you see people in grocery stores who are buying things to try to, you know, create some level of security for themselves. But they're also feeling alone at the same time. You're right. Like, what do I do? And they're feeling helpless. So, what what are you telling some people that you work with on how to handle this uh, incredibly challenging time? Well, for starters, what we're doing is we're holding open forums. Our board members are meeting with people uh, every morning at 6 a.m. to talk over problems because not only are people isolated, but they're facing all kinds of problems, loss of business and um, general fear over the viability of their jobs. Yeah, and it's scary for, for all of us right now. Uh, what, how, how are you saying, like, if you're, if you're a guy right now that's, I don't know, you're working in a corporation and you're you're afraid that you're going to lose your job but you don't want to share that with anybody right or and, and maybe you want to reach out to the to the top to the CEO in the corporation hey am i going to be around here in a week if if there's no business if you're working at a hotel like what what is the how does how does the regular worker even handle that well first of all the CEO is probably asking the same question um, and i think one of the things that most of us need is to know that we're not alone in our fear about our jobs and what's going on. And even if, whether you're at home or, or going to work, it's important to talk. Um, a number of our, uh, the leaders who are in our training program have gone to work and they've been pulling people together and the people have been beginning to strategize what they're going to do. And our leaders have said, now, hang on just a second. Let's talk. And they've interrupted people and said, how, how are you feeling? Well, people are terrified for their grandparents, their parents, their, their sick relatives, and they, they don't know what to do. They feel very helpless. And just talking about it really helps a lot. And so one of the key things is um, to talk about things, to have other people understand. And when somebody's telling you about their challenges, don't give them a bunch of lightweight platitudes. Just say, wow, I understand. Thanks for sharing with me. Dr. Bob, I want to kind of go further on that for a second, because I think for a lot of people, the struggle is obviously feeling isolated, but also just feeling like, you know, trapped in their in their homes, like a sense of boredom, a sense of how much can you reach out to others? Do you have any tips or, or um, insight into like how much interaction 
you can have when you're sitting at home? Because I could just imagine some people would want to FaceTime everybody they know to pass the day by, but that could probably get to be too much for people too. So, so what, what kind of tips would you have? Well, we've got two extremes, don't we? We have the people who are just insanely reaching out, reaching out, reaching out. And then we've got the ones that should be reaching out who are just shutting down, shutting down, shutting down. And so in between is, uh, is where we want to be living. And, and I think one of the key things is, is, is to really respect other people's time. But also what a lot of uh, people we know are setting up is they're setting up times to check in a couple times a day with each other. You know, really, um, we don't need to have constant contact. That can really get us more wired. But we do want to have periodic contact so that we can be what we call grounded. We say, okay, here's what's going on with me. What's going on with you? Okay, what are you thinking? What are you doing? And then the quick challenge is how do we use our time productively? Because a lot of people have no clue how to be productive at home alone. Yeah, that's a ch- definitely a challenge I think that yeah. some people are adjusting to right now. I- I'm wondering, because you teed up uh, the elderly, and I think a lot of people who are listening right now, they've got parents or grandparents who are, in, in my case, my dad's 94 years old, and he's always been head down, there's no problems going on out there, and then you don't want to be an alarmist calling up and be like, hey, you know, you need to be really scared, Dad, versus also trying to, hey, there is a real danger out there, too, at the same time, right? So it's, there's this balance that you're, whereas a concerned yeah. kid, yeah. you want to you have some level of impact, but also not freak out to mom and dad either. Well, so what we're hearing from people with mom and dad, grandma, granddad, uh, even great-grandma, great-granddad, is the uh, older generations tends to be operating in one of two directions. One is denial. That is more than a river in Egypt. Um, they just are denying everything and going through life as always. And the other ones are just shudder, you know, shivering um, and terrified and frozen. And uh, this is where we really want to be making contact with people, saying that we're here, we'll talk things through, and being able to reassure those who are really shivering and trembling. And there certainly are those, especially those who are homebound. What about the young who feel invincible, Dr. Bob? (laughs) Well, and the truth of the matter is, is they're statistically less likely to have problems. But the thing that I'm rewarded in hearing from so many of our young, younger students is they're becoming aware that they could be transmitters. And they're sensitive to the fact that they're not at risk, but that they really could be an agent of illness for somebody else. And, and the other byproduct that's happening is some of the young are starting to go, whoa, we really are all connected. Whoa, uh, if I can be part of the problem, how can I be part of the solution? And they're just starting to think about that as far as I've heard. Is there anything that you can remember uh, when you look back in time, Dr. Bob, that this is similar to? Well, um, I've been reading a great deal. This isn't my memory, but I'm reading Winston Churchill's Walking with Destiny. And um, Churchill was facing an overwhelming German force before the United States came into the war. 
And the beautiful part of how he handled that was, first of all, he never lost sight of believing that uh, Great Britain was going to prevail, even when he saw no way to do it. And there were days that the Germans were dropping 400 tons of bombs on, on London. And he went out uh, whenever there was a, a, a huge destruction, uh, he would immediately get in his car and head out there. And he went to one very poor neighborhood that had been just devastated. The taller buildings looked like skeletons, and a lot of people had their entire lives squashed. I mean, houses that looked like a giant had come tromping through. And he stood there with the people, and he was with them, and he, he began to cry. And one of the women said, oh, he really does care. And he stayed more popular in wartime than almost any leader in history, in large part not because um, of anything other than that caring. Yep. So not my memory, but before me. Yeah. 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 Well, by the way, we were talking about young people that might feel invincible. I'm looking at pictures on social media right now of overflowed lines down the street outside of bars with people wearing green. So at least there are some people still feeling fairly invincible, unfortunately. But they are, uh, I guess, I'm glad to know that there are some people that are young that realize that uh, they could be carriers of this and that they should be careful. Yep, and I think that number is going to be growing. And, you know, People are scared, and one of the key things people do when they're scared is they deny it, go out and party, and um, it's it's just going to happen, and it's human nature, and we've all done it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. If I was 22 right now, would I be out going to the bars? Well, it would be do it depend on who else was at the bar and was inviting me to come along. That would be, I'm just imagining, young, 24 years ago, young Carm, would I be smart enough to uh, not go out? No, I, yeah. I, I'd like to think I would be, but who knows what I would do. 22-year-old so, to... Jordan, I don't know. Yeah. So, hey, doctor. Well, I would have been on the arrogant side, so we'll <laughs> skip that subject from now. <laughs> hey, Dr. Bob, always good to have you on. Appreciate the wisdom, my friend. Thank, thanks for taking some time. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, gentlemen. Bye-bye. Dr. Bob Wright with us on 720 WGN. Like, I, I don't, have you... Right now, Wrigleyville is trending on Twitter, and there are pictures... From within the last five hours of like, you know, like where Irish Oak is or, um, you know, the stretch or any of those bars along Clark. Well, this is I, what lines mark I, like three bars down. I understand. Of people in green shirts getting ready to spread coronavirus. Well, here's the thing. This is the most popular go out day of, uh, of the of, year of of well certainly of the spring well maybe that or like what this would you is, this what's the new day Year's? before thanksgiving was it black wednesday sure the wednesday before thanksgiving is big today am i a loser for Jul- not knowing this fourth of july probably no you're you're incredibly talented at everything you do and <laughs> very popular yeah everybody loves you but you know what i'm saying like this i get that this is one of the maybe the five 
to seven biggest go-out days of the year. Well, then I shared it earlier on the show that uh, I walked, walking over here, there's just tons yeah. of people out. I asked one of the, the bouncers, like, how many people are in there? He's like, oh, way, way, way less than last year. Like, at this time last year, we would have had 1,500 people through the door, and this year we only have 500. So the fact that people are out in Wrigleyville is, is not surprising. It's probably less than in years prior. Well, according to uh, one of our texters from the 630, said their 20-year-old son who attends... Uh, I won't say. One of the schools in the Chicago area is going to a large house party of at least 100 people. And this texter asked the son if he was concerned about social distancing. And his response was, whatever. Yep. There's definitely some of that going on, which scares you. And I don't think we need nobody wants the city and or state and or country to be shut down. But we are seeing. We're pretty close to there. But we're seeing what's going on in Italy and Spain. And if you don't want that to happen, I mean, if we don't want to be, you need to. I would think be making wise decisions on where and when you go out. Just a thought. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Quick time out. Seven twenty WGN. All right. Seven twenty WGN. Doctor Bob got me thinking that I should just call up my dad and check on him. (laughs) We can call your dad too. I think he's on a plane right uh, now. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, Fred, Fred Carmen, are you there? I am there, Mark. All right, Papa Fred. I just want to check in on you. How how old are you these days? These days, I'm 94. You see, look, you sound great, Dad. By the way, Papa Fred, okay. it, it's Jordan, and I have to say, when I was at the wedding for your son, you look fantastic, <laughs> and you're, I mean, you're moving better than I am. So, whatever is in the Carmen genes, I wish I had it because. Okay. You look great. Jordan, you know, I, I think you know that I used to office with your father, Glenn. Yes, my grandfather, yeah. yes. He's, yeah, he was, uh, uh, he's still practicing or not. He was an outstanding lawyer. You know, he's, I don't think he's really, pra- you know, he's retired, but like he'll okay. help out the family and stuff like that. But Can, okay. we, can we have a Glenn versus Fred part two okay. at the uh, county courthouse yeah. here just to see who's <laughs> maintaining their sharpness? Uh, give, uh, give your dad, uh, dad my regards. <laughs> I, I will. He he asks about you fairly often. Okay. All right. Good. F- Freddie, are, are you uh, are you taking care of yourself out there? Are you in denial? I'm fine, Mark. I'm not, we haven't gone anywhere, and uh, we're uh, you know uh, uh, we're not we're trying to be careful about uh, washing our hands and that kind of stuff. And uh, what will be will be. Uh, uh, really, people out there. I I, I saw on, on TV. Just before, and it said I think there were 2,700 uh, cases uh, to date to date in the U.S. And I think there's about something forty or fifty deaths, something like that. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, you know, what, what's going to happen here. And I just wonder if all the deaths that you're talking about really are related to the virus, or might be, you know, somebody might have an underlying condition uh, which is going to be fatal, and uh, and then uh, along comes uh, possibly a, a virus connection. But uh, the main thing is the fact that you got cancer or, or whatever the thing might be. That's anyway, true. The, the, the woman that died in New York today, I think, had emphysema in addition to uh-huh. coronavirus. So. Well, okay. Do, what, uh, but, did uh, you? It's, it's scary. It's scary, and uh, we. we don't know what the future is going to be here. You know, if God forbid it should be something like this happening in Italy, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully not. But uh, you guys take care of yourselves and your family and your friends and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And that's the best we can do. Okay, no country kitchen for breakfast this week, Fred. You got to you got to have breakfast at home. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. What did you guys? Right. What did you do for dinner tonight? Did you? Did we just finished. <laughs> we just finished our meal. What What did you have? Did you have something healthy? 
Uh, my wife gave me a very, very healthy dinner. Okay. Fruit, well, cottage cheese, and, so, and the sunflower seeds, some uh, dynamite. Wonderful. Fruit? I feel great. <laughs> fruit? Yeah, I have to say fruit salad. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hi, Adele. How are you? Hi there. How are you? Oh, excellent. Good to have you on, too. No, uh, so we had okay. we had cottage okay. cheese and fruit and some sunflower seeds. Do we got any uh, any nuts or anything going on over there? What else we got? Yeah, sunflower seeds are the nuts. That, that's the protein. Uh-huh. She made, she, uh, she... Well, we had a lot of fruit cut up and cottage cheese uh-huh. and some uh, fla- uh, flax seeds. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, sunflower seeds sprinkled are, over. Are you? I'm bursting, I'm bursting with energy and health. Are Are you guys on the same phone right now? Or are you? Are you? No, she's we're on, we're on, Well, no, she's in a different room. Okay, so you're on. That's separate. good. That's good. Social distancing. We need. Are you doing social distancing in the house, Dad? I know that you prefer that probably. Am I doing what? <laughs> social distancing. Are, are social you, distancing. Yeah. Just two of us here. Well, you're supposed to. You're supposed to stay six feet away. Adele, is he staying six feet away yeah. from you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, also, we, uh, we wave to each other. Also, I did was uh, seven minutes on the Nordic. You did seven minutes on the Nordic track today. Yeah. So yeah. How did how did it go, Dad? Okay, I did it. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. So. Okay. Good uh, luck to you. Good talking to you, uh, J- uh, Jordan. Nice yes. talking to you. Great talking to you too. All right. All right, Dad. Okay. Love you, Bye. Dad. <laughs> Take care, guys. Okay, bye. love you too, Adele. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. He was like, I've well, had enough of this crap. Yeah, okay, here. I'll come on. <laughs> Cottage cheese fruit and some sunflower Man, seeds. It's your delicious. Da- your dad is a legend. I'm just. Can I just say this? He's 94 and he was doing seven minutes on the Nordic track. Well, I, you know, I if call- I'm above ground when I'm 94, <laughs> if I'm anywhere near... An exercise machine, I think that would be a win. We've got to keep them moving here, right? Maybe in the same room as one would be a win. <laughs> See, I was, you know, I was just a little, whew, a little, little you know, that, that made me feel yeah. good, by the way. Yeah. Get, get Papa Fred on here. I appreciate everybody. Papa Fred is a legend. Supporting and that. Adele. I couldn't, that's the first time Adele ever jumped on. I, you know, just to, might as well tell my whole family story here. Like, my mom passed away in, in, in 1987. I was 13 years old. And then five years later, my dad married Adele, who, you know, I was in, out coming out of college at that point. So she's never been, quote unquote, my mom, but she's always been Adele, a, a legend in her own right. But she had never actually been on the air together. I love that she just picked up the phone. That was, that was great. <laughs> and jumped in with what, with what the meal was tonight. And they were, I mean, you got an update on the meal, they were social distancing. They yeah. were in opposite rooms. Right. I was worried they were on the same phone. Right. That would, that would have been sort of like the Beatles thing, right? Like, you know, Paul and John, same microphone. You know, you can't do that these days. No, and they're, you know, they're both in their 90s, separate phones, separate rooms. You yeah. know, come on now, let's, let's be safe here. And they've, they've, my dad's calling up the plumber the other day. They wanted the plumber to come over because the hot water wasn't hot enough in the, in the shower. Hey. Don't worry about the hot water. You don't need to have the plumber come over right now. No one needs to come over. And you two just hang out in there. He went right with my grandfather. I mean, he was like right with it about that too. I mean, that was uh, that was your your dad's a legend. You Fred versus Glenn. Once this thing hall passes, if it's in movement, I'm picking Fred. <laughs> Fred's not moving that uh, Listen, all over the place. I'm giving Fred heavy odds in that. One. Okay, okay. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred on seven twenty WGN. Real quick, uh, Marie, welcome to the show. Go ahead, Marie. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. I have. I don't think it was right for them to uh, cancel all the sporting events. Hold them. And uh, but no spectators. Let uh, people watch uh, TV at home or listen to the radio. Oh. Uh, they, they've, they've taken away such a big piece of our recreation. Yeah. Uh, 
and it's just going to make things worse instead of making it any better. I, I understand your your thought, Marie, and thank you. But the problem is, is they can't have these events because players keep continuing to test positive for coronavirus. So the more that they're around each other, and you know, you're obviously no, in close you contact. You don't have any spectators. But the but the players themselves are contracting it, and so even if there's no spectators, the players themselves have it and are passing it to each other. Yeah, I I understand that, but uh, I I get I get it here, Marie. You you pardon me? No, I get it, Marie. You you miss your sports. You miss the entertainment. We all miss our sports. Yeah. Yeah, you all do. We all do. So. what 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 do you have for entertainment over there, Marie? You got Netflix. You got uh, you have cable. Do we? What what? Yeah, ca- I've got I've got it all. You do uh, Netflix and yeah. Okay, so maybe we can. And pick- I think there are so many people that do have it either on the computer. You can have it on your computer. You can have it on your TV or your. Do you um, do you know how to pull up YouTube on your internet, Marie? Uh, I don't know, but I could find somebody that would do it for me. Okay, so what you can do there is you. What's your favorite sport, Marie? Hockey. Okay, so what you could and so would you like to rewatch the Blackhawks uh, beat the Philadelphia Flyers to win the Stanley Cup? How would that How would that work for you? Oh yes, yes. Okay, so all you got all you got to do is go on YouTube. You get that you got somebody come over there. YouTube.com, Marie. You tell them to have them search Flyers Blackhawks Stanley Cup champion Blackhawks. Then you can watch the whole game, and then you can watch the next game. You can watch whatever <laughs> you can watch them beat the Bruins. Do whatever you want to do. That's oh, okay. <laughs> all right, okay. I think we see see. There's we got to get creative here, Marie. But we're I, you you call us if you need any help. All right. Okay. All right, we're here Thanks, for you. Marie. Thanks, Marie. Thank, th- thank you very much it, for it, taking my call. It, it, Good it, night. It was, it was most definitely our pleasure. Three one two nine eight one. You know that was sort of like the John Williams uh, Bright Side of Life segment right there. <laughs> we found a way to take what is sad for all of us that we don't have sports, and now Marie can go relive the Blackhawks winning the cup. Well, I you know I want to give we got to think about our options here. I'm actually. You've been you've been just sitting. I know what you're doing. You don't even care about being isolated. <laughs> you're gonna sit at home watching like Orlando Woolridge I, highlights for two weeks. I was so excited today because I I was I've been literally crafting. A you're tw- gonna be watching Norm Van Leer highlights probably uh, for a week and a half. Mid seventies Bulls would be amazing at the stadium. They go. They went. <laughs> I love those games. Get a little Jerry Sloan, Norm, Artis Gilmore, Art, the A Train. Just talk, yeah. He was just uh, in studio for forty minutes over at Fansided last week. I I would not. I would let did him you, leave. Did they have to peel you off the ceiling from that one? Wait, artists, can you? What about just being friends, longtime friends? Where do you? Where do you? You work for Jacksonville, the university. I could come down once a month and, and hang, talk old yeah. bulls. I'm totally in. When I found today. Was Tom Borwinkle there? I didn't see Tom Borwinkle, but okay. I would love to see Tom Borwinkle. When I found today. Jordan's 63-point game against the Celtics that has the radio call. So you've got Jim Durham and Johnny Red Kerr That's cool. with That's the TV. Cool. It, that yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Plus it has the CBS uh, intro. I mean, I was, I, was oh having a, I was having a great time. All right, quick timeout, 720 WGN. So I just went to the bathroom during the news here, Jordan. Of course, I was listening to the news because you can hear the news in the bathroom at WGN, one of our great technologies. But my point is that uh, I washed my hands, and you were gone for quite a long time. I really, which I was happy about. You, you, were you impressed that I did the the thorough hand cleansing? Well, how's 
I you know do- you, so I know that you're the type of person who would take extra precaution to wash their hands. And one thing that I've noticed, so this is before everything went on lockdown. This is like, I guess it was a week ago, Saturday night. My wife and I were at a charity event, which was a large group of people. And I walked into a men's room and there were two men standing at the sink washing their hands. And this is when it was starting to get bad, but like it wasn't where we're at today. And... One man said to the other man, and I will clean this up for the purposes of the radio, he said, can you believe there's two dudes standing at the sink washing their hands for this long? And it made me think, men's rooms are usually completely disgusting, right? Men don't wash their hands enough. They clearly avoid it for some reason. And then you extrapolate that when you go to large social gatherings, and you think about how gross everything is. If there's one good thing to come out of this debacle that's currently happening, it is that I am witnessing a lot of men washing their hands for way longer than they ever did. See, I don't want to take away any of your excitement here, Jordan. You're saying the no hand wash. No, but I'm thinking once. Should this, I get a hazmat? I'm just saying once this thing passes, I think everybody will go back to living their life the way they have lived their life to this point. So we're going to get temporary hand wash. I think I think that's a temporary hand washing situation. That's just my guess. Are you singing songs? Do you have a 20 second song that you roll into and you wash your hands? Jordan? See, I know that they've been saying that you could sing Happy Birthday while you wash your hands which is not something that I do, but you know me, I think, well enough to know that I am a hand washer anyway. I I guess I never timed whether it was 20 seconds, uh-huh. but I think I'm a pretty thorough hand washer as it is. I guess now I would say I'm at the borderline Larry David paranoia hand washing stage. However, I was always a hand washer. I think it's gross when you don't wash your hands. And I'm not just saying this for radio. I think you could ask anyone that knows me well knows that I am a, I am probably a hand washer that overdid it before. So I definitely was an underdoer. <laughs> Five seconds. Let's go. Water, uh, soap. Quick, quick, quick. Let's go. Oh, were the you the guy that just like, you know, on those automatic ones, you just put your hands under the water, didn't even take the soap. Quick and little out. water, maybe then run it through my hair out the door. Oh, through the hair. Sure. Why not? Oh, I never really. I, but now it's I. But so what's happening to me is that my skin on. on so you on, actually somehow made your hands dirtier by putting them under the water <laughs> and then through your hair and then walking out. But thinking that you wash them. Disagree. My hair is pristine. It's this. It's like a, it's Purell just comes right off this thing i I have such good shampoo usage and everything (laughs) yeah but my hands now on the top of my hands are super dry because i'm washing my hands all the time mine too so now then i'm wondering am i more at risk to have something seep through these dried wilted hands and then i'm all of a sudden i feel like i'm 10 years older because my hands are so dry this is like the hand model episode of seinfeld i'm curious are people are people singing anything on their hand washes i i think people definitely are noticing that they are having like drier hands one thing that i am doing and i think that this is probably okay is that you can like after you do a long hand wash or you used like i think i've used purell 500 times in the last three days you can get like a little hand lotion and you know try to doesn't work still dry afterwards i've put a mound of lotion on these hands and for me it doesn't work maybe it'll work for you i mean it's working a little i would say my hands are still pretty dry but it's working a little. And just for the record, for, to be safe for everybody, I'm more than willing to have incredibly dry hands so we can get through my part of the coronavirus, that we get through this as quickly <laughs> yes. and as safely and as healthily, if that's a word, as possible. Uh, 
but there is a a website out there. The whole point of this little hand washing moment. Wash your lyrics.com so you can put your song in there and it will give you the lyrics on how to sing for 20 seconds and it'll show you what to do while you're like what lyrics belong with what part of the hand washing process right now you should have your hands underneath the water as you're singing this portion now when you put the soap onto the hands this is you're singing this so you can just follow along at home so you're singing that part and then it shows you now switch to the rinsing part you're singing these words wash yourlyrics.com. I'm doing this right now. It's it's really it's uh people are who how how do you possibly create that website in the last I guess maybe it's been here but I never thought that I This do. is actually hilarious. It's hilarious. It's oh hilarious. Oh my gosh. Wash your There's lyrics. There's 13 different uh stages Yes, the hand washing, which you didn't know there Mr. Neurotic hand washer for I, a long time. I guess I did not. However, you now I have I've entered in a song, and it's got 13 different motions that you put in. What song did you put in? You could probably guess. You put in some Dave Matthews song? Yes. Which one? I put in Ants Marching you just it... for the sake of this. Okay. But it's got all the lyrics, and it it works. What are you sing? What part of that song do you sing while you're getting the hand wet at the start? So you sing, he wakes up in the morning. That's the first <laughs> That's the first lyric, right? And then you're he's going for the soap. And then it says, does his teeth bite to eat and he's rolling. That's the next lyric. Never changes a thing. You do a little rinse. The week ends, the week begins. You do it like a backwards rinse. And you can get through the whole first verse. See? Yeah. Great stuff right there. Right. Uh, See, I don't think you have to limit yourself to happy birthday. Who likes happy birthday anyway? It's really not that great a song. It's just more of a custom. No, you want to you want to broaden yourself. Yeah, I, I was doing a little. Ain't nothing gonna break my stride. Nobody gonna slow me down. Washing <laughs> these hands, these hands. I've got to keep on moving. No Corona. Ain't no, so, well. You know, you can add your you own know, lyrics in there. The thing that's unfortunate is that Corona doesn't have like a theme song. Well, yeah, but there's so many. Uh, you can do my Corona. There's so many. Well, I do, yeah. Do, so. Do, 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 Speaking of that, yesterday I played my Sharona because all I can think of is my Corona. I mean, we it's gotta, all I can think this of. This is the best we can do in these times. My, 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 my Corona. <laughs> right. Do that for 20 seconds, the My Corona song. There's, I've, I found some family who's got a YouTube channel and all they're doing, they've got all these different songs that they're singing while they're washing their hands. You got the little kids singing it, you got the mom and dad singing it. Why didn't I think of that? You know what those, this speaks to is that people can't do anything without some kind of distraction these days. Well, let's, let's, let's. I feel like because I grew up working in radio at this radio station that I'm so used to noise when I work that I can't work in silence. Do you have this problem too? Like when I'm working, uh. I have to have like music or TV in the background or, or the radio or something. I, I can't I can't work in it, silence. It used to bother me a ton, actually, having noise around me, but I'm better at it now. Hey, Lulu, Joe, Kathy, we'll get to you in two minutes here. We'll love to take your calls here. And then coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have a dietitian nutritionist who's going to help us stay healthy. So that's huge. With you till 10 o'clock. It's 720 WGN. And there is a movement going on on Twitter here, Jordan, uh, which is uh, related to Michael Jordan. They have a, there are a bunch of people that are trying to create a retweet storm so they will put out the 10-part Jordan documentary earlier than they were supposed to release it, which I believe was either June and or July, one of the two. They were going to release the 10-part Jordan documentary. I mean, I really can't wait to watch this, but is there really a movement or There's, is this just Brian Beto retweeting at night? No, I've seen, it, I've, I've seen it from more people than Brian Beto, who was a great man who used to work at WGN. Love Brian Beto. 
Shout out, Beto, if you're listening. But I know he's been on this a lot on Twitter. Oh, he has been. Yes. And you're right that I just did see him. But I but I believe there's a real movement. Okay. I, because the, the one that Traven Free tweet, retweet this to tell ESPN to put out the six-part Michael Jordan documentary while we're all stuck inside instead of waiting until summer. It's got 2,100 likes, 1,200 retweets. So that's more than Brian Beto right there. That's true. Do you want me to retweet it? Yes, I do. Okay. Thank I'm, you very much. I'm retweeting it for you. Thank there you, you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I want to see it, too. It's, I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, great idea, by the way. Yeah. You could get great ratings. Not that they won't get them whenever they put it out, but I'm ready for it, even though I begged them to have me be a part of that thing, and they just didn't do it, and I'm upset about it, but I'll get over it. Uh, Lulu, welcome to WGN, Lulu. Hey, Carmen. I'm so glad you're on the air. Uh, thanks, Lulu. I haven't Lulu. heard you or talked to you in ages. Well, Lulu, you can call me personally if I'm not on the air for you, you know. Sidewalk show? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I sometimes drift in and out of sleep when you're doing sports on the morning show. Uh And I always think, God, if I call, will they let me talk to you? And I've never tried. But um, the silver lining for me is no sports. Because generally, I wouldn't turn on the radio early Saturday night because it was always some sports, you know, basketball or some hockey. Uh-huh. So really, it's been nice for me. Baseball, right, White so Sox. Lulu, so you're happy that sports are gone? This is this is what you wanted to tell us? Well, it's the silver lining for me. I well, I'm... I know it's a little I know it's a little <laughs> selfish. Lula, you're telling this to Lula, two sports guys. But, but I, I like the honesty here, Lula. You're, so do Lula, I. I respect the honesty. Lula, However, Lulu's thrilled yeah. that there's the coronavirus because there's not sports on the radio. <laughs> it killed. It killed sports, and Lulu is thrilled. I mean, people are dying left and right, but there's no sports on the radio, and Lulu's life somehow got better with the coronavirus. <laughs> well, listen, I'm at the high risk end of the coronavirus. Oh, no. oh. Okay, now we're and back in real I, life. Um, I'm already homebound, and so the only people I see right now are medical people. So I don't have to worry about coming in contact with someone, you know, that's sick. And I do feel bad. I mean, you know, it's it's a crazy time for the world. Yeah, yeah, Lulu, for real. Now, are you, are you being safe? You're not. You're not doing anything foolish, are you? No. I'm not doing anything foolish. Um, the only thing I might run sort of is cash, but other than that, I mean, I'll have to figure something out. But, you know, you were talking about the long lines at the bar. If I was younger, in my 20s or early 30s, I'd be out. <laughs> I, be- if- I, I well, believe you, Lulu. Lulu, what would your spot be? If you, if you could have gone out, where would you have gone? You know what? It's been so long since I've been anywhere. I don't even know what the hot spots are anymore. Well, where'd you go back in the day, Lulu? Let's let's go. Let's get a little. Well, I go, I go to an Irish pub somewhere. There you go. There you go. You know, for this weekend. But you know, um, I don't think the kids or the young people that are out there. You know, they might not be thinking of the consequences because they could be curious. But you know, more than likely. They're not going to die from this disease, and that's probably why they're out. Let's hope not. Hey, hey, Lulu, I look forward to talking to you as much as possible, all right? 
But you, okay, Tom. But you, you stay rock, Lulu. you stay safe, Lulu, all right? Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Our pleasure. 312-981-7200. Is anybody singing songs while they're doing the handshake? How are you handling this? Lulu's fired up. Or a hand a, wash, you mean? A hand, well, handshake, when I say hand. Yes, hand wash, right. Yeah. Because yeah. a handshake. I mean, if you're just... <laughs> first of all... That'd be I, bad. I feel like people are not doing the handshake, but like we were talking about with Benetti a few hours ago, I think... And I know that this sounds tongue-in-cheek, but I'm actually kind of serious. I think we go bow. It's respect, and there's no touching. Okay, when I walked in today, I didn't go anywhere near you. I didn't shake right. your hand. I didn't. I did nothing. Right, neither so did I. We, we don't need to do anything. It can just be a, we're in the same room. It could just be a hello. Right. And Karma Olympics walking well, over here today. Then, like, because we had not met before today. And I, he came in, and I was like, I don't know whether we should shake hands. I don't know what we should do. Normally, I would not be so standoffish. I would be, but I don't know what to do now. I feel like I feel like the bow is the way to go. I'm, okay, I'm willing to bow or just walk in and say hello, and or not say hello, and we'll just all do our job. And we could just do do a wave. Sure. Million different things that could be done. Maybe jumping jacks. Walk in the room. You do ten. I do ten. Everybody's cool. Uh, Joe, welcome to WGN. What's up, Joe? Uh, good evening. Uh, my my song with the ACDC is "Dirty Deeds." <laughs> do you do this, Joe? Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. You know it. Uh, my initial so is the scrubbing during the that. dirty deeds part. I'm just trying to figure this out. Like I feel like the song doesn't go with the hand wash. Yeah, probably wouldn't, but it just the title fits. Anyway, my initial comment that I called about was uh how hand washing sort of is irrelevant because once you do it you touch the door the doorknob of the bathroom to leave and the people who didn't wash your hands have been grabbing that doorknob all night. Which is- <laughs> it always bothers me if I if there's a towel there, I'll grab a towel and open the door with it and toss it. And a few places have the foot thing where you can open the door with your foot. But most of the time, you're grabbing the handle. At, you know, you know who knows what's on that door handle after you've washed your hands. That's why you got to have a coat and or a, a sleeve and or you take a paper towel. Anything works, Joe, to get out of that bathroom with a clean hand. You got to get creative, yeah. my friend. Exactly. All right, have a good night. All right. well, thank you, Joe. It's amazing to me how many people are, are challenged by that one. Listen. You, I, I, I got my long sleeves here. I open the door that way. I kick That's it. That's true. The long sleeve is clutch. I haven't touched a handle in at least two weeks. But you know what the problem is too is now with the, with like iPhones and with the iPads that you use to like pay for things, and you have to use your finger. And it's like, that's a, you're right. That's a huge that's challenge. a little bit of a problem. Like today, we were at a restaurant and I was paying, and I had to use my finger to sign the ipad at the counter and i really didn't want to do it but then they had purell next to it so it was like immediately after the signature i went right in for a dive into the purell but i still didn't really want to do it i don't have a good answer for you on that one because if you take the pen sometimes the pen doesn't work and even if you take the pen so then somebody's there was no pen this was a total touch screen and even if there is a pen then somebody had just touched the pen so now where are you Right. That whole that that's that's an issue that uh I don't know. It's like we went to all touch things and now we're in the middle of this crisis 
and now you don't want to touch anything. You know that somebody's, well, they've been working on this for a long time, too, where you don't need a credit card, you don't need anything, you walk up, you're, they're like going to... The Apple Pay or the... Yeah, or they're just going like, to look at your eyeball and, and, and they <laughs> zap you right out, of your, right out of your bank account. And These people are very smart. How do they figure it out? I, I, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be eyeball. I, I don't it's know, It's not Jordan. good. I feel like what we're carrying in our wallet in about 10 years is going to look nothing like that. These whole, the whole credit card thing, like by the chip, when the chip came in, but then the chip doesn't work, right? How often does your credit card, when you go in there and the, and the, the malfunction chip, then you got to swipe three times? Yeah, right. This doesn't happen to you? No, no, it does. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, like, that's, not, that's not efficient. No, but I think most of the time the chip thing works. But I think the problem with the chip thing, too, you put the card in the chip thing and then you forget about it three seconds later. You're like, oh, yeah, I need it back. I need that thing to tell me to give it back to you. Now, that was a brilliant idea, for the record, from Chase Bank along with, well, I don't know what other banks are doing because I go to Chase Bank. But you, the fact that you, when you put the card in, they don't give you the money until, Until you take the card out. Yes. That was a brilliant idea because so many people, myself included, the card. left the card. Chase figured it out. Okay, these idiots keep on coming in here and leaving their card. <laughs> so we have got to make a machine for these morons like you, Carmen. You have to make things idiot-proof. Yes. You and, do. And they did. So yes. they, they, they just keep on doing it. 312 981 7200 text line i just tap my feet as long as the other person is also wearing shoes i'm assuming that's some level of hand washing strategy that you're coming into tapping feet is 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 a good little little maybe do a little dance while you're in there i don't know yeah there's there's got to be you got to make it fun right and and like for parents out there right how do you get the the kid who doesn't want to sit there and brush his teeth and wash his hands how do you get him to really little billy this is important why don't we sing a song your favorite song and we'll do this right something you know what uh, you know what else it's a key parenting moment people need to be wiping their phones everyone is you're touching your phone all the time i actually just bought recently the um like one of those like wipes with the spray so you can you can like disinfect your phone like they have the special stuff that's not going to you know destroy, destroy your screen or anything I think you got to have that I, I you know what you could do you bring up a song on your phone and you let it play while you clean your phone off not bad right that could be good yeah and i got to tell you every other 2 minutes at home hey can i uh can i hand you a sanitized wipe for your phone there you just touched your phone again i mean i we the phone gets wiped down a lot in my house. Oh, really? Um, okay. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a very, very aggressive, cleanly phone situation that I'm working with. It is true, though. I mean, like, you think about how your phone goes with you everywhere, right? Like, who in today's day and age, other than when you're in the shower, you're, you're, you have your phone with you. I haven't bring the phone in the shower. Sometimes I want to have music in the corner. Well, no, you might do that, but it's not, like, in the shower. <laughs> it's true. I'm you. not touching it at yes. that point. Hey, Joe, real quick. Go ahead. 720 WGN. Hello? Yes, Joe. Go ahead, man. Yeah, hey, I was just wondering if these legislators or these health organizations are going to get a hold of these companies and let them know, hey, you can't discipline your employees right now if they're sick because of this or maybe because the schools suddenly shut down and all of a sudden I have my kid i got to watch today because of this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Joe, and I and appreciate the phone call. That's going on, right? That's the, I think that is part of the legislation that's, that's, that was just passed. That's part of the legislation, yeah. where if you need to stay home right now, they're going to ensure that you can absolutely do that. And I think you get two weeks of paid sick leave, according to that 
that bill that just passed, right? So, and again, it's very, everything's fluid as to how they're, I mean, I'm wondering, yes, you're going to do all that, and how will it be implemented, and where will the money come from, and how will people, people feel secure that they don't have to go to work? I mean, these are all questions that are unfolding, but it seems like there, there was just a lot of enthusiasm that they were moving forward with in a bipartisan way, which I think we're obviously we're all happy to see. All right, quick timeout. What should you be eating? What should you be? How should you be keeping yourself healthy? A registered dietitian and nutritionist is next. Karen Raiden, she's awesome. Uh, she's with us in two minutes on seven twenty WGN. Seven twenty WGN eight thirty two. So. I've changed my diet as of late, Jordan Burnfield. You should know this. I watched the Game Changers documentary on either Netflix or Amazon. I think it was Amazon. And these elite athletes, Olympic athletes, had changed in their mid-30s from eating meat to eating plants. And they were scoring the greatest times of their life, going to the Olympics, winning medals. And I'm like, all right, that's it. Got to make the switch here. I want to be an elite athlete in my mid 40s i'm going plants i'm i'm in i'm gonna so you're a completely vegetarian and i wouldn't say i'm completely there you're not going no carm cheeseburger anymore right i haven't had a cheeseburger really no no cheeseburger no chicken no fish really i am having some dairy though like i had ice cream last night so i'm not you know and i'll I'll have an egg so i'm not all the way there but i'm making a change but no meat but no meat and wow now we're throwing on top the coronavirus so what should you be eating to keep yourself healthy i thought it'd be a good thing to have on karen radin who's awesome she's an integrative nutritionist she's a registered dietitian the radin wellness center and she joins us now on 720 wgn karen good to have you back on the radio thanks for coming on thanks mark great to be here so what do you think about this karen i'm, I'm eating plants here i, I i'm, I'm <laughs> is, am i doing the right thing yes you are. I'm loving that. I loved hearing that. I mean, those fruits and vegetables give us those phytonutrients, which help give us the antioxidants that help support our immune system. So I think that's fantastic. All right, Karen, because now, I mean, now I'm, I'm hearing him say this. Well, one question I have is, I mean, I, granted, I understand that if you eat plants, that's generally a healthy way of living. Yeah. But one thing that right. I wonder is if, you know, for a lot of people, I think that they might be a little bit fearful about going to their gym, given the situation with coronavirus. So if people are a little bit more sedentary for a while, what things should they be eating so that they don't gain a ton of weight while they're more isolated due to this coronavirus? Yeah, that's a really good point. So one of the things that obviously to boost the immune system, getting in those fruits and vegetables, the more bright colored foods that you can get naturally, so the broccoli, the the uh, you know purple potatoes, even uh, pomegranates, all these things, these bright colors, those give us those antioxidants. Really important. Vitamin C foods are really important to help fight uh, free radicals, and they help our own body's natural defenses. So foods like red peppers and oranges and strawberries are fantastic. Vitamin A is also really important for the immune system. Um, We get it in food through beta carotene, which is the kind of the reds, oranges, and yellow colors. So going with carrots and sweet potatoes and also the bright greens, like the leafy greens, those are very important. Now, another really important nutrient is zinc. And interestingly, zinc is pretty high in meat. So that's the only thing with the game changers being more vegan vegetarian. Um, you know, so you just want to make sure you're getting enough zinc in your diet. But nuts and pumpkin seeds and sesame seeds and beans can also give us our zinc. You know, but meat is really the biggest supplier of 
zinc. Now I'm just seeing a bunch of people going to get a double cheeseburger going, I needed zinc. <laughs> Need some zinc. <laughs> It's hard to get it in the grocery stores right now, even from the supplement aisle. So yeah. I've been looking. Sp- yeah. Speaking of the supplement aisle, I read an article, yeah. Karen, and they said that you should be, and you just touched on it, I'm yeah. taking vitamin A, I'm taking mm-hmm. vitamin C, I'm taking yep. vi- vitamin D, and, yep. I, and I'm taking an oregano pill. That uh, yeah. So, so the, I, I was going to ask you about the oregano pills because I just thought that he was trying to turn himself into a breadstick. No, although sometimes people do taste it after they swallow it, but that oregano oil is a not really good antiviral. So that's a, that's a strong protection against getting any viruses, and as long as it doesn't upset your stomach, that's fantastic. Um, vitamin D is really important. It's obviously, you know, we don't want to run to the doctor right now because we don't want to overwhelm the system, but making sure you're taking the right amount of vitamin D is very important. And vitamin C, certainly you kind of go to bowel tolerance, so um, you can take in pretty high doses. Here at the Raiden Wellness Center, we actually do IV vitamin C, which is high dose for people who are kind of feeling not great or just for prevention. So there's lots of different ways of getting the vitamins in. So in my neuroticness here, Karen, for a moment, I start taking all these things because I want to, you know, not make myself any more susceptible to the coronavirus and then make myself right. feel good. Okay, now let's just say it's four months down the way, the coronavirus is diminished, and then I get off these vitamins that I was taking. Am I, is, my, is my immune system then weakened because it's used to having this? In, like, am I, do, uh, am I now have to take this for life because my body gets used to it? Does that make sense? It makes sense, and no, you don't need to. I mean, certainly vitamin D we want to keep in that, optimal range and by getting the blood work done every six months to a year um, and taking the amount that's needed. But really, if you're just in vitamin A, you don't want to take long-term too high dose. It's actually important not to go to because that's a fat-soluble vitamin. So for a few weeks, taking a higher dose is okay, um, but you really don't want to stay in that high-dose vitamin A long-term. Vitamin C, you can stay at higher doses. Again, bowel tolerance. Some people have digestive issues. And zinc, yeah, you know, some zinc and a good multivitamin on a daily basis is not a bad thing. But certainly using food as medicine is really the, the way I like to look at it. And when you mention, you know, people not going to the gym as much, um, white flour, white sugar, just keeping that down, that processed sugar, the high fructose corn syrup, sugar has a, has a negative impact on the immune system. So it actually can lower white blood cells. So keeping those refined sugars down, and I know it's hard when you're stuck at home and we tend to crave things. Um, so going for things other than the, the sugar is going to be ideal. So I shouldn't eat the last stuff, slice of <laughs> spinach pizza from Giordano's that's at home that I'm already thinking about and I'll be it's home in two spinach. hours. You're getting, you're getting you know, vitamins. That's, <laughs> that's better than having more of the ice cream. Because it has less sugar, less added sugar, yeah. Can I I ask you, though, real quickly, speaking of ice cream, and I'm sort of half kidding. So, like, every time I go into the grocery store and I want something sweet, I want to get, like, Halo Top because it shows that the calorie count is low. And so it makes me think in my mind that somehow I'm not saluting my body completely. Do, Do you think, I mean, like, obviously eating ice cream isn't the smartest thing in the world to do. I realize that. But, like, is that is that more okay to eat? I'm actually a fan of Halo Top. I it's think really it's a good. Great product. Yeah, it is good. I mean, some people get the digestive issues. It has high fiber, so fiber helps to keep you full. It also helps to lower cholesterol. And the additives in there, because obviously it's not like the 100% natural product, it's sugar alcohols, and it has stevia. So it doesn't have 
any negative artificial sweeteners. It's not artificial sweeteners. They're natural plant sweeteners. And it's, pr- it's pretty good. I mean, I think what happens for some people, though, is they get used to eating the whole pint. And then if they yeah, go right. to Ben and Jerry's or something with nothing against Ben and Jerry's, but it's like that's going back to 1,000 calories for a pint as opposed to 280. So I, I think there's just a, a quantity issue can be there with the uh, Halo Top. But it's a great product. They yeah. also have it on sticks, which is good. So you can do like a single serving. Mm, I you know, lo- instead of doing the whole pint. I love so. I love those who think that that is a one-serving extravaganza, <laughs> the Halo Top. That's amazing to me. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> See, because I feel like if I'm going to have... I mean, what I usually will do, honestly, because I get into these things, too, where I'll, I'll open the Halo Top, and I'm like, oh, it's only 280 calories in the whole pint. But if I eat, like, a half of it or a quarter of it, I feel like I'm doing okay there. I'm getting my little sweet tooth fix, but I'm not eating the entire pint of it. Completely. Another really good brand, the Enlightened Ice Cream Bars, those are about 70 or 80 calories each. And people like to finish things. There's something psychological about that, and I think that's why people do end up eating the whole container of the Halo Top. Even if they'd be satisfied with half, they want to finish something. So the Enlightened Ice Cream Bars um, have about 80 calories, like I said, and they're very satisfied. I All definitely right. did not need to finish the butter pecan Hagen Dazs last night, but but I was, but I, yeah, Mr. Plant over here. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to feel that level of accomplishment. There were some nuts in there; those giving me protein. Hey, uh, Karen, before you go, just your yeah. overall recommendation to people right now who obviously yeah. are scared and want to yeah. do everything they can, and they might they might feel like they have the coronavirus, but they can't get tested, and they. They want to give themselves the best chance to be healthy here, young and or old. What would you say they should be doing? Eat real food, keep the the added sugar down, lean, clean proteins, vegetables, washing the hands, we all know, keeping stress down, getting the sleep, just, you know, good basic nutrition and lifestyle stuff that's really this is forcing us all to kind of look at a little bit more so and maybe that extra time at home we could spend doing a little bit of cooking or something you know connecting with the family that way okay so nothing really different just maybe be a little bit more vigilant than normal yeah and really keeping the sugar down and focusing on those plant-based nutrients as much as you can all right okay yeah yeah karen you're awesome appreciate the time oh my pleasure thanks again mark karen radin it was our pleasure our registered yeah karen is great hey look i i think it's something that we all should be considering right now because you don't the scariest thing is that you don't know if you have it or don't have it who was who was our guy from the NBA that just found out that he had it? Rudy Gobert and and who and the guy in the Pistons, Christian, oh, Christian Wood. Christian Wood. Well, now there's a story out five minutes ago that Cleveland State's women's basketball coach Chris Kilsmeyer has just tested positive for COVID nineteen. So now, I mean, that's that's why you had to cancel everything. It obviously sucks for all of us that sports don't exist currently in America, but. I mean, you, there are too many people connected to this that are coming up with positive tests. So you have to do something about it. And I think that canceling collegiate sports and pro sports right now, as awful as that is, you know, I just can't see the argument for putting people in peril for no reason, right? Yeah, and people, obviously, they know that we're going to get more and more and, and more, more. Pe- and yes. more. 
Carm, uh, can you ask Karen if eating a half pound of lasagna every day is all right, plus a half bottle of wine? Uh, and the text sounds of, delicious. I think that's. I think Karen completely is on board with that. We give you the thumbs up. And the text before that, Carm, always good to hear you. I am consuming way too much beer, and it's just the beginning of quarantine. I have no idea what I'm going to do by the end of this. Well, this is this is a, that text was at 5:50, and then at 8:42 with another one. And, <laughs> 708 and, and, texter says a good old fashioned burger. Burger King Whopper with extra tomatoes has always worked for me. <laughs> Lots of vitamins and minerals right there for you. Hey, he's going for zinc. The Whop- going for zinc. I think the Whopper with cheese is my all-time favorite fast food sandwich. Seriously? That, it's, it, oh, I'm, that would be real low on the list for me. Really? What's your number one? Fast food sandwich, I'd say probably spicy chicken at Wendy's. I love the spicy chicken at Wendy's. It's really good, right? Yeah, but over a burger... I think mm. over the Burger King burger, yes. Although my wife would say I, Deanna likes the Burger King. I neither of us has had Burger King in a long time, but she said growing up that the Burger King Whopper would get it done. What about the Wendy's Double? Oh, it's just straight delicious. Seven twenty WGN. Jordan Burnfield, Mark Carmen, with you on seven twenty WGN. Phone lines are open. How are you handling it out there? You're spending more times, more time with your loved ones. Is that a good thing? How long have you been married now over there? Three years almost. Three years? Yeah. And you've been married for a few months? For a few months. Look at you. We are just in... Going strong. We are. Can't wait to come home and have some leftover burritos from last night, rice and Some butter pecan ice cream? All gone. I think I might have to (laughs) segue over to the chocolate Haagen-Dazs, which is still (laughs) hanging out nicely in the old freezer. Uh... You know, there's the ultimate fast food and fast casual restaurant bracket, which is taking the place of the NCAA tournament, Jordan Burnfield, which kind of fits along with our Wendy's, Burger King, Spicy Chicken, Double Cheese, Whopper conversation. Yes. Yes. Discussion. Very important discussion. The one seeds on here are McDonald's, Five Guys, Wendy's, and Chick-fil-A. See, I would agree with three of the four top seeds. Who's who are you taking out? Five guys should not be in a one seed. Agreed, not a one seed. The reason is, while I think a five guys burger is good, it's one note. Like McDonald's, you've got variety. Chick fil A, you've got this is elite good. chicken sandwich. Wendy's, you've got variety. Five guys is just one burger. It's really that. What else do you get at Five Guys? It's it's good burger and fries. That's it. This topic is going to kill my vegetarianism. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it home without stopping. Two yes. two seeds are Burger King, okay, Taco Bell, In and Out, and Chipotle. Have you had In and Out? Yes, it's completely del- overrated, but delicious at the same time. I mean, I honestly, I think it's good. I don't think it's delicious. What is Animal Style with the grilled onions? With no Animal Style is like covered in that orange goop like the thousand island goop i mean it's nasty not for me let me get to, let's get our guy kenny t in here one of the legends of wgn radio on the caller side what's up kenny hey mark and jordan it's a very down time for me here uh outside of the coronavirus of course uh but um no baseball especially cub baseball um and on top of that, uh, my Bradley University uh, basketball team, which I didn't play for, but uh, an alum of uh, two years in a row, we had made the NCAA's first time since 1954 and 1955. Um, and uh, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's it's tough. I watched that uh, 
that run that Bradley had again watching the Valley Tournament. I mean, they, Kenny, they yes. played great again. They were going to get smoked in round one, Kenny. Don't, 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 don't worry about it. It's all right. Thanks, Mark. I call you up. I'm depressed. You know, yesterday I figured I'd watch some television like some MSNBC or CNN, yeah. you know, and uh, get this. The TV, the direct TV, for crying out loud, doesn't work. So I'm calling up. Wait, so you've got no TV and you're isolated, Kenny? Yes, I overseas, and they tell me, well, we can't get a service person out until Sunday. So I had to watch a movie with my wife, taking nothing away from Carol, who's from Louisville, not Louisville, Mark. I I learned that. Yes, Kenny. Thank you very much. (laughs) I mean, I'm telling you, so I had to watch, I fell asleep. It was like that Laurel and Hardy movie with which came out in the last year or so, which was okay. But um, Kenny, how long so, have you been married now? Oh, gosh. Uh, over thir- It was 30 years just last November 12th. Oh, wow, She's downstairs congrats. listening, so I have to say blessed 30 years. It's been an plus. amazing 30 years. I get oh. it. Every day's been incredible. But my point here is, instead yes. of you falling asleep during the movie, why yeah. don't you take this opportunity during these coronavirus times to get on up, play some music, do some dancing, reconnect. These are the opportunities that everyone has right now. <laughs> you know, we've been taking, like, these dance lessons off and on. You know, no thanks to there me, but go. thanks to her. And she suggested that today. Well, since there's, you know, no TV and there's no sports to watch, especially Cub Baseball, let's take some more dance lessons. This is so an this we went out to dinner tonight, and it was practically empty, the restaurant we went to. The Wishbone over on uh, on Jefferson. Love, oh, yeah. Love Wishbone. And, yeah, nice. And um, now, of course, he went out and rented a movie we rented. Um, what? Uh, Bombshell. Have you seen it, either one of you guys? Wait, hold on a second. Did you go to a video store and rent a movie? No, I didn't go. She went to uh, Redbox. Oh, she went to she went to Redbox. That's well, amazing. She went to the Walgreens. Okay? Right. And, yeah. Anything. I mean, we're kind of old school. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a little bit older than you guys. I know? didn't know that anybody ever did that. Went to a Blockbuster? What? You're the reason that Redbox is in business. <laughs> Hollywood video. <laughs> you know, I heard Dave last week on your show, <laughs> and I know Dave. My brother Dave. Yeah, he did a great analysis of the financial market. I thought okay. he did. You're alive. I know. Yeah. So what? Because I I went to Redbox. Does Dave have any old school in him or no? Dave does not know how to go to Redbox and actually put the credit card in there and get a movie out. There's a zero percent chance that my brother could do that. So in other words, you still do it then? No. No, I've never done Redbox, Kenny. I I have these. There's this thing out there. It's called cable, and you can get. A- <laughs> well, my cable doesn't work. <laughs> Remember I said the yeah, guy's not true. coming out until tomorrow. This cable Between- doesn't work. That's a fair point. That's why I said you guys should do dance lessons. Not dance lessons. You don't need lessons. Just start dancing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to switch the station. You know what I mean? No, 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 no switching the station. Leave the station on in another room, and then, and then, and then, yeah, in room two. Are you going to play any music for me? Are you going to get that band that played at your wedding? That they were awesome. Okay, they were good. How about this? Get up tomorrow morning. We have Sinatra Sundays for you. You and Carol start your Sunday with a song, and and there you go. (laughs) Whatever you say, Mark. (laughs) I'm here for you, Kenny. Uh, have a wonderful you, evening. See you, you Kenny. Both of you guys do the same. Thank you. Bye bye. See, I mean, I'm. So he has Direct TV. So I'm wondering because Kenny is one of the biggest Cub fans I know. Does he get the new Cubs channel? I that I, was, I don't get. I was going to ask him, but I didn't want to put him on the spot. I, he, <laughs> yeah. I, well, right now he's not getting any chance. Right. <laughs>
But if you are getting channels, where do you get the Cubs channel? And and does anybody out there actually rent movies? Because I haven't heard anybody say that since 86. This so I'm is, proud of Kenny. I went out and rented a movie. Where'd you do that? I mean, this is like, uh, well, I don't know if I can say the name of the show on the radio, but that that show Bleeps Creek. Have you watched this show? No. With have you haven't heard about the show? I don't think so. With Dan Levy and Eugene Levy, and they've got six seasons of the show. Radio Dan Levy? No, not that Dan Levy. <laughs> That's the, my guy. Yeah, no. Remember Eugene Levy from? Uh, sure, I know from, Eugene Levy from yeah. uh, what American Pie and a bunch of those. His kid is in the show. Oh my God, okay. Harm! I've got a show for you. All right, all right. Yes, I've got time on hand here. By the way, I'm looking at this fast food bracket that you talked about. Yeah. Do, I mean, Okay, so we were talking about the top eight. Now, I don't want to, I guess I'm going to spoil this for people. Popeyes was the winner of this fast food bracket. Who gives away the winner on, uh, before we even play off the tees? I can't believe you just threw it. I'm kidding. It's okay. Oh, no. I was like, no, because the thing is, have you had the sandwich? The Popeyes chicken sandwich? Yes. It's incredible. Okay, so I finally had the sandwich. Yeah. It lived up to the hype. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Because at first I was like... Have you not watched the Carm Chicken Sandwich video? One of my great accomplishments in life. I, I have to say, I've not watched they it. They blindfolded me and drove me around. We stopped at Popeye's, Wendy's, which was delicious. Oh, the, the Wen- spicy chick. But the regular chicken sandwich. Oh, the Wendy's, regular chicken. It chick. might even be better than the spicy chick, which is it seems unbelievable. Wait, what? I'm telling you, the Wendy's regular chicken sandwich is amazing. But we did Wendy's. KFC was atrocious. Oh, but, really? But still delicious. You know, yeah. you know what? Under blindfold, I thought came across as vastly overrated is Chick Fil A. See, I think Chick Fil A is a strong sandwich. However, the Popeye sandwich is the best one by far. It's really good. And Chick Fil A was kind of dry. It just, I, in relative, certainly, it was way worse. Like number one seat, Popeyes, one A or one B, Wendy's, Chick Fil A way down from there, and then and then KFC was like, you might as well be eating Lake Michigan. <laughs> 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 I ate it. Yeah, uh, Marilyn, what's up there, Marilyn? Welcome to WGN. Hi, you guys should try the Burger King Impossible Burger. It's made for, the burgers made out of plant products, and then you get lettuce, tomato, onion, and a delicious bun, and not all the grease and cholesterol. I I heard a lot of sodium on that situation there, okay. Marilyn. I didn't notice it because I'm. Ca- <laughs> I'm careful of that. <laughs> okay, was it so you're saying it was good? Really? Oh, delicious. I loved it. Wow. Yeah. And you can get cheese on it if you want, but you have the choice. That's but so tempting. To me it was a lot healthier the cholesterol wasn't there. That's what I like. <laughs> okay. All right. The impossible whopper. Thank you for the suggestion, your Marilyn. You doing all right? Everything okay over there? Yeah, great. Oh yeah. Oh. I got two cats to keep me company. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thanks, Marilyn. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn checking in with the Impossible Whopper. Have you tried it? I've not had the Impossible Whopper, though I do eat veggie burgers pretty often. I think that that is because uh, I am not a – I've not gone full plant-based the way you and your athletic self has. However, I do – I would say that I avoid eating meat more these days, and I have had like – we have this place that we've, we've gotten these veggie burgers from that are really good. I mean like – I think that if you get a good veggie burger, if they do it right, then it totally satisfies right. the kick that you're going for. Delicious. You don't need the meat. You don't need it. Yeah. Get a little jalapeno in there. 
little you know a little carrot a little mushroom you, add some texture you've got the bun yes you, you, it, it, it tastes like mush it's 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 not <laughs> anywhere cl- anywhere close to as good see i feel like it doesn't taste like mush if you do it right so like ours the ones you get the ones that we get you make it from frozen so you just saute it you know you put a little olive oil in the pan and you saute it from frozen so that because it's already you know, a rock solid from being frozen, it will cook and not break apart. It's it's one thing that people should know about you, Jordan Burnfield, that you're actually a very talented cook. I think if, if um, I'm decent, but my wife is way better. So my, as whatever I thought I was, she is way better well, than me. Of my male friends, you're close to the top. If it's not- true. I did notice because a friend of mine yesterday who I shouldn't have even tweeted this at him because I could have just texted him, but he tweeted how he was lamenting that he couldn't get pancake mix at the grocery store. I saw that tweet. I saw that tweet. I want to make those pancakes tomorrow morning. It looks delicious. Yeah, but like his pancakes, like he said, I need pancake mix and I can't get it because the grocery stores are so filled. I'm like, you don't need pancake mix. Like just, you know, flour, eggs, salt. Yeah, but nobody has flour at home. You don't have flour at home? No. We have flour at home. I don't Baking flour? soda? I don't have any of these things. I feel like most people have flour. You don't have flour? Informal poll, 312-981-7200. Do you have flour at home? No one has flour at home. A single guy or even like a, a young... Well, he's a single guy. So I guess maybe he wouldn't have flour. But and we have flour. You need sugar. You need baking soda. There's a lot of ingredients to make your own pancake better. Yeah, but it's good. I've oh. made those pancakes. Oh, I bet it, it looked amazing. They're very good pancakes. One of my first accomplishments in, in life, Jordan Burnfield, was making pancakes as a young man when you were at iowa no 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 i'm talking i was like a 10 year old i could get it done yes i I was i was i was just assuming you were making magic pancakes (laughs) (laughs) was that that that, that happened later that happened later but these were the regular perfectly browned around the outside get my log cabin syrup out there and 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 get her done all right so come on now i was i was couldn't do a whole lot of other things and Still can't, Still but, can't. But, but but had it rolling. Can't. All yes. right, news coming up in 30 seconds, 720 WGN. 720 WGN, 907, Mark Carmen and Jordan Burnfield with you for one more hour. Let's just give you a little update on everything that has happened today in reverse chronological order. Uh, first of all, um, we've got 18 new coronavirus cases in Illinois today. So the total now is at 66, okay? So... The number obviously continues to uh, creep up, but uh, I wouldn't say that we've hit any huge outbreak as of yet. That's not to diminish any worry, but these are just the facts. At 7.45 this evening, two positive cases in downstate Sangamon County were registered, so that got you to the 66. We were at 64 earlier today. Uh, the Illinois Department of Health confirmed that a patient at Memorial Medical Center in Springfield tested positive for the virus and is, quote, critically ill and in intensive care. Um, and the, there's a woman who lives in Florida and was visiting Springfield when she became ill. Second patient, a Sangamon County resident, also tested positive for the virus and is at home. Uh, 6 p.m., masses are going to be offered online after Friday, halting all public masses. Saturday afternoon, the Archdiocese of Chicago announced they'll be offered online. So that's uh, one way if you want to go for your prayer tomorrow. Uh, there will be an online availability. 5 p.m. today, NICOR gas uh, suspends service disconnections for non-payment. 
So if you are struggling to pay for your gas bill, uh, you don't have to worry about that uh, right now as communities facing increasing challenges uh, for COVID-19. Jordan, this one's going to impact you. Breweries are starting to close. So uh, Chicago breweries with, as the Tribune putting it, largely uh, were largely defiant about remaining open. That is changing today. Half Acre, Temperance, among others, that are announcing closures. I mean, it's smart. I, you know, it's it's hard. You know, I think this is one of those times that anyone that's got like, uh, you know, a beer or wine or whatever lying around and at home that they never drink or they never think about because it's like saved for occasions. This this might be the time to crack that open because, you know, you might not be able to go to your favorite bar or your favorite place to drink for a while well you can as evidenced by the number of people that did today for saint patrick's day but you know i think one thing that we're seeing and you know not to sound like a downer just i think that we're all facing this reality is like it might get worse before it gets better it's likely to get worse before it gets better these numbers continue to get worse so you know it might be the case that a week or two from now we may not even be allowed to go or those none of those places could be open Right. Well, Within the next week or two. Well, when you look at Europe, first it was Italy and then yep. Spain. Uh, France. T- today became the second country in Europe to impose sweeping restrictions on the public. Government saying that people can leave their homes for food, to buy food, to go to work if they can't work remotely, to seek health care or assist the elderly and others in need. The government also ordered all schools, restaurants, bars, and non-essential stores to close. So if like your first part is, well, how are they going to stop me from going out? Well, I guess you you know maybe they can't, but nothing is going to be open, or nothing is open now, Italy and Spain, and so that's obviously possible that it could come here, yes. which is why we're seeing everything I think ripped off the shelves. I think they closed shelf. a bunch of cafes in France, too, and so it's it's happening all over Europe, and it seems it, you know that this is getting to be more and more dire. So, um, you know, I don't... I don't know. You you said you were taking food out from restaurants. We have gone to a couple of restaurants. We've taken out from a couple. We do have food at home, so we do have like canned foods, and we have flour, which might be crazy, so that we could bake something if needed and whatever. But we yeah, check I mean, the text line on that. Uh, I don't see anybody who weighed in with having flour. Well, somebody did. Yes. Oh, they did. Four one two says I have flour. <laughs> Thank you, four one two. Way to be stocked up. Yes. And then another, an 847 said there's three meals worth of sodium in the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Well, no one's saying that this is a healthy thing to eat. We're just saying that, like, if you had the craving or you don't care, that sandwich is pretty darn good. Right. We're not going to Popeye's for any level of health. No. We're going for deliciousness. Yes. Which it definitely is. So you mentioned uh, during the break, Jordan, about voting on Tuesday. Georgia is... uh, their March 24th presidential primary, they're postponing until May because of fears of the coronavirus. Illinois is Tuesday. is Tuesday. And listening to the press conference yesterday, they were encouraging you to go out and vote. So simple question for you, 312-981-7200. Very important to vote. Get out there and have your voice heard. But will you go out and do it on Tuesday? I mean, right now, apparently there's early voting tomorrow and Monday to avoid crowds. You can go early 
correct to several polling places and i i tony preckwinkle was recommending that speaking for myself i think i may go vote tomorrow because if i can go and there's a smaller line and i can bring my own pen or whatever and not have to you know we can mitigate some of this nastiness then i think i'd rather go i mean would Normally, you want to be standing in line on Tuesday? I mean, it might diminish crowds, which would really be bad for the democratic process. But I don't want to be in a position where I have to wait two hours around a bunch of other people on Tuesday to vote. No, I think I'd rather go tomorrow or Monday. I think that makes sense. And normally, when I go to vote, I don't see a lot of people. I normally walk right in. I think that in eighteen for the elections, because of how politically charged it was, there were way more people at my polling place than I typically would see. And I bet the same is true, assuming that our lives return to some kind of normalcy this November. I think it's going to be a crazy turnout. That makes sense, but I would would bet that this Tuesday, especially... It's going to be pretty low. Pretty low. Yeah. Because, you know, we got a lot of things going on right now, and... People are going to prioritize going out. I, I, I don't think that'll be the case. But right. 312-981-7200. Are you getting on out there? Quick time out, 720 WGN. 720 WGN. I just saw a great little message on Twitter, Jordan Burnfield. I think this is in, uh, just something for all of us who want to support our local small businesses who clearly are going to be stressed during this time. Fear of the coronavirus. It's keeping people away from small restaurants, restaurants that usually operate on small margins. And as somebody who used to work in a small restaurant, I can tell you that is most definitely the case. Uh, here's something. Which restaurant did you work at? Uh, that was a Myers Tavern out on Lake Avenue. Oh, you worked at Myers Tavern? I was a, in my early 20s. I would say I was an elite. And by elite, I mean awful bartender. <laughs> <laughs> I like Myers Tavern. My, it, Good spot. Myers Tavern was delicious. Back in the day when I worked there, you could smoke indoors. Oh, yeah, I bet. So people would come in. It was a nightmare. They'd come in. If I was like working an afternoon shift, they'd sit down at the bar at 1130. And puff away. Right? Or order one scotch, drink it for three hours, smoke five cigarettes, and leave $2. And your head, you probably stunk when you walked out. Oh, did I smell. <laughs> you had to wear this white long sleeve shirt. That was not an exciting place for a young man to be bartending. Couldn't have been good for your health. I don't. It, it, no, it wasn't. Yes. But but you know he would. The guy who owned it there, Gus Legend, one of my favorite people. He would pay attention to how much foam I was putting in the beer mm. because he wanted the exact amount of foam up. You want so, the perfect pour. So he, well, it wasn't about the pour. It was about don't be pouring, don't be filling beer all the way up to the top. That's too much beer in there. Like that's how much he was watching his oh, margins. Oh, I see. Wow. And, you okay. know, and yeah. how much does he make? On a, how much do you think I make on a cheeseburger, Mark? I'm like, I don't know, Gus. Not a lot, buddy. Six dollar cheeseburger. This piece of meat. This piece of bread. This, you know, it's like. Right. So the margins yeah. are small. Um, here's something you can do. Go to your favorite restaurant and buy a gift card or buy one online if possible, but buy it directly from the restaurant so they get the use of your money for a month or two. Then when things are settled down, you can treat your family to an evening out for your gift card. I think that's actually a great idea. That's a really nice idea. Right? And you know, you, you feel for these people who run these restaurants because I was walking today um, just to run an errand around the corner and normally, 
you know, where I live, there was a couple of major streets where you're going to see people out and about, especially, I mean, today, I guess, wasn't the nicest day. But I mean, for St. Patrick's Day, normally you'd see a lot more people than I saw. But on a weekend day, when it's decently nice out, there's usually a lot of street traffic. There's people in restaurants. There's people sitting outside. There's people, all these little places around us. Didn't see anyone out today. So, you know, you just feel for, I mean, there's so many people impacted by this that, yeah, I mean, that's why I feel like, too, even if you are someone who does not want to eat in a restaurant, understandably, you don't want to get too close to people, whatever, that's fine. But if you take out or you you order delivery or whatever you choose to do, you know, just to just to buy food from one of these places that is reeling, that can help a little bit. And I also get it if you're not in a position with your own finances to do yeah. something like that. Of, of course. course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But if you are and you want to support, that's one way you can think about doing it. Uh, and it was really cool earlier today. Uh, the Bulls and the Blackhawks uh, are both going to go ahead and pay day of game employees the remainder of the originally scheduled season. So the employees, the front office staff, approximately 1,200 day of game staff and family, they're going to uh, get dough, which is going to cost the Bulls and Blackhawks $3.5 million roughly combined. So it's a hell of a gesture by Rocky Wirtz and Jerry Reinsdorf. It company. is. It's really nice that they're doing that. There's the report today, too, that the Cubs are going to pay their uh, ballpark workers through, you know, they have to figure out exactly how much time will be lost, but for whatever time they lose, that they're going to work out some kind of deal with those vendors. And you used to vend. You know what it's like to be so dependent on those games happening. I mean, listen, I think there are so many people. You and I know this because – you know, we're around these games and these arenas all the time. You get to know all these people, and they are dependent on the sports world existing. You know, I think for a lot of people out there, it obviously stinks that we can't watch sports from the entertainment value that it provides and the distraction that it provides for all of us in our daily lives. But I think a lot of us don't often think about how it is also a huge business. It is a huge part of the economy in many places around the country, not only in big cities, in smaller cities, people that work in in college venues. And so when literally everything is canceled, it's it's you I can't even begin to guess how many people who work, whether it's in concessions, whether it's in security, whether it's at operations of any kind at all these places around the country who wake up one day to the reality that literally their entire line of work doesn't exist for an undetermined amount of time. Very scary. Incredible. And look, for small businesses right now who are wondering how they're going to survive, and I'm sure there's also businesses out there who are in good financial position, a lot of cash stored, and probably are looking at what potential opportunities are going to be there. I mean, very, another just huge, it's, it's, you know, imagine if you have a family business that's been around for a long time, and this is everything. Yeah. And but you, you know, every every week, every month, it's a struggle. And then something like this comes along. How do you get through it? And what choices do you have to make along the lines of keeping people, not keeping people? It's you know, there's this is real. It's real, really heartbreaking. Real, real life. Yeah. Um, and so that's the, what we talked about earlier. Just kind of being there for one another and. Um, 
and having conversations and trying to be as empathetic as you can be while in the middle of the fear of what it is. So three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. If you want to jump on in here, uh, to people texting him, went out to dinner tonight. I'll be at a bar tomorrow. Just wash your hands. Appreciate the courage that you have there, seven zero eight, and and I and I think that's great. But you're also relying on the, that's the whole thing about being like a quote unquote a teammate here. If you are going out and you're going to be around people, a if you have any symptoms of anything, don't be going out, and b when you are out, be responsible. Yeah, I mean you have to be careful too because you say, you know, I I get it. Like the hardest part of this is that it sucks when this comes to a position where you're living a normal life and then all of a sudden everything flips on a dime and then people are saying, well, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't go here and you shouldn't go there. I mean, it's unsettling. I think it's unsettling for all of us. You know, I've been saying, and I told you earlier, Carmen, my wife and I have been having these conversations all week, like I'm sure so many families around America and around the world are having. It's like, can we go out to restaurants? What restaurants can we go to? Can we go to other events we want to go to? How many of these events can we go to? How much exposure can we have to these things? What can we, I mean, it's, you never think to have conversations like this. These things don't enter our minds as normal people. We're social beings. We go out, we go to restaurants, we go to events, we go to work, we go to all these things. We don't think about having everything taken away so rapidly. So I get that it's hard for people, but I also think you're right. It is about like the greater humanity, right? It's it's about everywhere you go right now is a decision that you're making in terms of your not only your health and safety, but others' health, health and safety. So, and so you just—I I just think we all have to be careful of that. I mean, I'm thinking back to 16 years ago when the economy was where it was, and how many, what level of deals you could get. Like I remember flying to San Francisco for a weekend back then, and it was—I don't know—five hundred bucks for the flight and a hotel for two people. It was—it was nothing. Yeah, uh, and I saw today. I mean, there was flights. You could fly to. I mean, like there were flights. I think I saw a flight to San Francisco today for thirty six dollars. And but and that back then it wasn't. There wasn't yeah. a, a. There was no virus that you were afraid of. It was just that the economy was so shaky. Uh, and we're going to see some of that here coming up. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it will be a very short period of time. Taxi driver Bob, you you've got to be impacted. Welcome to the show. What's up, taxi driver? Big time. Hey Jordan, I'm glad you joined Carm. Carm needs a little pick me up, you know. Ever since uh, Tynowitz left the uh, left the show, he needed some uh, a booster. He was, you know, we, I had to listen to him what he was going to have for gelato for his wedding and things like that. It got kind of boring, you know what I'm saying? That's not nice, hey, taxi driver. I will say, taxi driver Bob, I was at Mark's wedding and the food. I wanted to make fun of Mark for his wedding for a multitude of reasons. His wedding was beautiful. The food was great. There's literally, I can't make fun of it. You should have been there, taxi driver. There, there, there was even Superdog on the way out. Like it was oh, every, wow. everything wow. that you would have wanted from a wedding, this wedding delivered. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. my business was, my business has been totally impacted. I mean, I I'm sorry. had like in the last three, four days, I've had like two or three fairs a day. And people are not trying. Although um, I've been out tonight, I was picking up one of my personal clients that calls me directly, and and uh, he was coming in from Vegas, and he said that you know Vegas was kind of toned down, but um, the traffic out here tonight has been a lot of traffic, and at the airport too, there was a lot of people at the airport for some reason tonight. Not so much 
the last three or four days prior, but tonight, and I, and I'm just led to believe that there are a lot of people coming in from being on vacation, and then you know all this stuff, you know, hit with them so, and making all these announcements, and they're coming back, or kids coming back from college for spring break early or whatever, and I think it's just going to be a little bit of a busy time at the airport to, for the rest of you know a little bit for tonight. And tomorrow, but then come Monday, it's just going to be, I think it's going to be a ghost town over there. Are you afraid to do airport runs, taxi driver? I was riding in a taxi, I don't know, two weeks ago, and he was saying he wasn't willing to go out to the airport. Oh, no, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, it's not a matter of, it's, I, can't, I can't afford to, you know, to, I mean, I can't not afford to it. get sick, but I can't yeah. afford to not have any money coming in at all. It really is, uh, that's, yeah. that's the, the thing that's the worst part of this whole thing and and who knows when you know things are going to be coming back to any kind of normalcy i i don't know but i try not to think about it too much and i try not to watch too much news because it seems like it really works people up into a total frenzy if they're staying home quarantined and they're watching cnn or something um you know some people are just thinking that the world's coming to an end and and like that and things are not that good but I mean, you can't you know you yeah. can't be like totally no. in a frenzy about stuff either. You have to have find some kind of normalcy. You have to do things in a, in a, in a, in a proper way that you're you know not going to catch the virus and you're going to do all the right things. But at the same time, you can't just be bombarded by the media. And I'm not saying you know you you're reporting it and stuff and having a healthy conversation about it. But like you you just listen to some of the, like CNN and different things like that, and people just get really you know worked up yeah so now i get it taxi driver appreciate you, sh- you calling and uh, hang in there bob hang in there brother hey, hey jordan keep it up dude keep him on the on the straight and narrow man <laughs> sometimes he goes off the edge there you know what i'm saying i uh, i'll keep him in line for you bob, taking okay? that as a compliment bob thank you uh, <laughs> uh re- that's real life right there yeah i mean it's it makes it just makes my heart sink to think about that but you know that one one thing I would say is like you know I realize what we do and we work in uh, in a station where there where we have great people doing the news and obviously I've been doing some news for the station and and I think you know looking at this I think one thing that we all have to be aware of is like we're all we're all here trying to bring you the the latest and the newest and we've got great people working on all this stuff and we have really good reporters and journalists and i know that there are you know on a lot of different places but i think you know we all could stand especially when we're isolated and we're watching tv i think we need to vary things up too right like i have friends who have been watching the news and being isolated for you know three straight days that are are all worked up into this you know apocalyptic scenario and listen it is not good but all of these things are being are are meant to be consumed in variety, right? So, like, if you if you watch the news for twenty four straight hours, you're going to be probably in a, in not the greatest headspace. So, just a, qu- a little word to the wise. Not that I know anything, but I, I seem to have empirical evidence to understand that like you should vary it up a little bit, right? Because if if it's only one thing, you're gonna you can work yourself up to a position you don't want to be in. I, I don't know if it was better that I turned off the news last night and watched the documentary on Ted Kaczynski, but <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a little pick me up. But, but yeah, 
Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> it was really well done. 720 WGN. 720 WGN, 933. Mark Carmen, Jordan Burnfield with you till the top of the hour. Appreciate you being with us tonight. As uh, We've been here for a couple minutes now. Did White Sox Weekly back in? It's been in. fun, though. This time has flown by. Yeah. I hope I hope it's been that way for those out there listening because I've had a lot of fun sitting here I, hanging out with you. Honestly, I walked out my door walking over here you know, earlier today, and I get on the street, and I was instantly nervous. Like, I hadn't been out for a little bit, and I start seeing people, and I'm doing my Karma Olympics. Let's cross the street here. Let's go this back this way. Let's Let's go down that way. And I'm trying to stay away from people. No offense to anybody out there. That uh, it, it feels it feels terrible, right? Yeah, it does. Like I'm not. I'm no offense, but I'm not going to walk by you. And I don't want to because it's it's airborne and people are sneezing and all this stuff. So I'm doing all that. Well, you read these articles too. I mean, you can work yourself into a frenzy. Like I was reading an article last night about you know it can last airborne for three hours in places, right, and that right. you can you know if if somebody was somewhere and they sneezed and you happen to walk into that space you could inadvertently you know catch coronavirus just by occupying space that was previously occupied by the virus and you can work yourself into quite the mental gymnastics and and i did and so the point is that when we i got in here and we started doing the show and i just i started to feel comfortable i'm like oh it's it's been a it's been a great sort of respite from what's been going on just to be in here with you tonight so thank yeah. you thank you for listening good to be with you jordan and you too ben 312-981-7200 is the phone number just would love to hear how people are doing spending more time with their loved ones how they're handling that are you, are you stressed at home are you guys climb are you are you are you having fights that you normally don't have Sometimes you're not used to this much contact. Have you gotten through all the things on your DVR that you had saved previously and now you're looking for things to do? Because I have a couple of friends that texted me like, I had hours of stuff on my DVR. I've already blown through all of it. Now I'm figuring out what to do. Push-ups. <laughs> push-ups. Just, just, yeah, sit-ups. Start, start doing push-ups, sit-ups, take another shower. Uh, yeah. I, I love this text from 773. I wanted to tell WGN that hand-washing often does truly work. My husband just had a cold, not coronavirus, and I wash my hands every 30 minutes, plus using Perel throughout the day. That's aggressive, but good for you. I didn't get his cold. I always get the cold from my husband. I also wear plastic gloves in public places. Panic is not is really not necessary. Use common sense. Wash your hands often. Do not touch your eyes, nose, or mouth. Stay away from crowd places. Eat healthy. God bless. You know what's the biggest challenge for me? This is embarrassing, Jordan. What's that? You know, I really love picking my nose. I just... <laughs> I just... I love you know if I if I said something this is like the Seinfeld I do I like it pick, was a scratch uh, it wasn't a pick yeah right right I act like it's a scratch but yeah if I you know if something's in there that I want to get to I don't I, you know I'm not keen on getting are, are you a dawdler in there or do you just, nah I wouldn't say I dawdle but I I would say that I are you a digger oh I'm aggressive I, I I'm not playing around I'm gonna I'm gonna get my stuff done I'm gonna make sure that everything is comfortable for me oh my god so then I'm like oh I can't pick my nose anymore this is well, terrible I mean maybe there is one benefit of the coronavirus <laughs> this could be the benefit <laughs> this might be it <laughs> did I say that on the radio you did I didn't mean to do that Ma- Maggie Orland Park get me away from that conversation welcome to WGN 
you know, with the situation we're in worldwide, I, I don't know, this may sound crazy, but maybe it would be a good idea if former Bo- President Bush and former President Obama got together with uh, President Trump and do this as a team, and let's really attack this worldwide. I don't know if that sounds too Pollyanna, but... Something has to be done. I'm down for some Pollyanna there, Maggie. I don't, I, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but they are doing some bipartisan things that we haven't seen lately, so that's been good. And and look, I mean, at the end of the day, no matter who you're voting for or what side right. you're on, we all want to get out of this healthy. So, I, so uh, if common you have goal. a Republican and a Democrat former presidents, maybe as a team, we could all be together and, you know, it would be a better place. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Maggie. Appreciate uh-huh. it. Take care. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Uh, I get it. People, listen, we should all be working together right now more so than ever. We can get back to the politics at I mean, some if point. anything should unite the country or unite the world, it is that literally all over the world, we're all dealing with this, right? We're all suffering from this, and we're all in a position where we need to work with each other to try to make this better. So, you know, regardless of what people believe politically, I mean, right now, it well, is the time to try to to come together in some way to help each other out because whatever we believe politically isn't relevant at this moment. It's about keeping people healthy. Well, and at the end of the day, I just have always wanted to believe in humanity. At the I want to. Yeah. I struggle sometimes, but I want to, that's for sure. Well, I, I listen, Jordan, I know that your heart is in the right place, and I know Ben's heart's in the right place, and I like to think my heart is in the right place, and I think that, you know... Your nose may not. My my nose is is, is scuffling right now. It's not, it's not getting the attention that it wants to. But I believe in the listeners to this radio station. I believe in the pity, people in the city. I believe in the people in this country. I believe I believe over you know the people of the world. I, every ninety nine point nine percent of us, we all want the same thing. And so in times like this, and I brought it up earlier, when you see in Italy and and everybody is reduced to being in their own apartments, and then you're on a city street and the windows are open, and people are out in their balconies, and they're all singing songs to try to get some community going. I mean, that right there, it, it just speaks to what we're really all about. Now, the I will say the, the Europeans do that a little bit better than we do at times. Like, if you, if you go to Europe, if you've ever been blessed to do that, you'll have, I'll be, I was like walking, I'm in my this is my midlife crisis at 30, and I'm staying at hostels, and I'm, I was in Italy, and I was in Spain, for a couple of months as I was trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do with my life, which I'm still doing now, but any, regardless. <laughs> yeah. But so you, I'd be walking home. It's 11 o'clock at night, and people are in their 70s, and they're, they're out after dinner dance, oh, yeah. dancing at 1130. You know, great spirit there. You don't see that as much in this country, but we have a, a million beautiful things going on here too. But like that's, I mean, maybe we can't do that as much now, uh, and they certainly can't do that as much now in Italy. But there's but just to see people doing having some song in the middle of all of it, I thought it was beautiful. I don't know if people have seen that online, but it's if you if you, you should search it. It's really nice to see. I yeah. mean, it, it it's and they're all over the place. It's not yeah. just like one instance. Like the, right. you know, in all parts of the country, they're doing this. So uh, let's get Stacy in here. Seven twenty WGN. What's up, Stacy? Go ahead. Hi, Mark. You know, my husband and I went out searching for toilet paper. We went every store, Walmart, Walgreens, Jewel, everything empty. Nobody, they're panicking so. 
it's like, I mean, the whole world is in quarantine. The president or somebody has to say, you can't, you know, we're seniors. And thank goodness I have Kleenex and stuff at home. But this is really getting very frustrating and very kind of scary. You know, when is this all going to stop? Because people, I mean, I couldn't believe it. We went three, four stores, nothing, even other items in the pharmacy and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and we hear Sunday. you, Stacey. Did you see Jordan Burnfield when you were out? Because he was looking for torn toilet paper, too, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Really? We actually, the funny thing is, Stacey, that when I went to my grocery store, I had the same experience you did, where there was mm-hmm. none there. But then somehow, as I was standing there, it was like by some act of God, somebody walked by with a box of toilet paper, and the guy offered me like a, a package of rolls. And I was like, well, I guess I better take it, because I don't know if I'll ever see this again. So I so oh I so I bought you know it was like a twelve twelve pack of of rolls. Was it Charmin? I said, was it a high quality toilet paper? Honestly, sandpaper. Listen, I believe it was a two ply. I would have preferred the three, but you know what? At this point, it's like as long as there's a ply. Stacy, did you find yeah. your toilet paper? Or are you still looking? No, we're still looking. I mean, I don't know. My husband is going to take me to work. I open up. Monday, and I said, it's going to be early. Drop me off. Go right. I'm in Woodstock. And I said, go look at every store there and grab, you know. I thought you were going to say you're going to steal some of the toilet paper from work, which I would look the other way if you did that, Stacey, if you're out. <laughs> oh, no. I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> well, that would not be a good way to lose your job. Stacey got fired in the middle of the coronavirus. She stole, stole to- the TP. <laughs> You, now I'm too good natured. <laughs> you, you hang you seem in, good natured, Stacy. You, you do, and <laughs> you hang in there, Stacy. And for now, just you know, hey, jump, jump right in the shower, and everything will be all right. And pray a lot. <laughs> I, I, that might be necessary. <laughs> Thank Take you, Stacy. Thank you. you. Bye bye. I mean, I don't. You got to get creative. If, uh, if you don't have the toilet paper, <laughs> you're going. You, got, you take a shower. You get soap out. By the way, whoever sells bidets could make a killing a, right this now. This is a good bidet time. All right, uh, one more segment to go. We'll have some fun with it. Seven twenty WGN. Breaking news from the world of Disney. Apparently, according to Ben Anderson, Rise of the Skywalker is going to be released four days early. And they just released Frozen 2 yesterday, right? So if Disney Plus is putting those two out, I think we need the Bulls documentary. Can we get the Bulls documentary out there, ESPN? I mean, you've already put the first two out. This is the third. And things come in threes, right? Isn't that the saying that people have? So why? let's go. Give us the Bulls. It would be a great publicity moment. We really think that people need more Michael Jordan right now. Going to get MJ out there. Everybody loved his speech at uh, Kobe's memorial. Did you? Did his you... speech was great. And actually, you know, if I may, I have felt like since Michael retired, most of the times that I've seen Michael publicly, I like am embarrassed for him. Like you have, you hold him to such a high regard for his playing career, and then you see him do these like really bad public moments, and you're like, I Michael, like give it a rest but i thought his speech at kobe's memorial was the best look i've seen from michael jordan honestly post-retirement it was great he did a fantastic job with it he had there was funny moments he was completely sincere 
it was wonderfully done. My favorite part of that speech was when he was talking about passions. Whatever your passions are, burgers, cokes. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I was like, those are clearly yours. Like, yeah. What are you, it, it I, I was thought, his three passions that he named were burgers, cokes, and ice cream. And I was thinking, like, maybe he doc, did. Maybe he did one of the fast food brackets. Doctor, lawyer, politics, anything. Yeah. Burg. What, what do you mean by your passion for burgers? I was, are you trying to give like McDonald's a plug here? One of your first sponsors. But it was. It was. You know. Come on, man. We could use some. Release the the Jordan duck. Make everybody happy. He he was great. You know, though Shaq and that Kobe thing was unbelievable. I love Shaq. I I honestly think I could just listen. Shaq should do stand up comedy. The man is hysterically funny. Charles too. Charles yep. is too, but like, I feel like Charles is funny for the things he says, and Shaq is just funny. Period. You know, like Charles says funny things, and they and Ch- but Charles is serious sometimes, and like Shaq, I mean, the faces he makes sometimes, the mannerisms hysterical. Shaq also talking about Kobe and being heartfelt was that was it was great to see. All right, let's yeah. get some more calls in here. How are people doing as uh, we wrap up the show here? Kent in Lake Forest, welcome to WGN as we talk about the coronavirus along with a little bit of sports tonight. Go ahead, Kent. Okay, and uh, I'm gonna shock you guys. Uh, as I'm sitting up here, I realize as I look at my wife eating a pizza, uh, that after about two weeks, we're going to kill each other. Uh, she'll be sick of me. Uh, sports, I obsess on, but it's a thought. And, you know, this is something you have a lot of, um, uh, concerts like Neil Young, Paul McCartney, all these stars that are out there. And we have, it's not just a, a nationwide, but a worldwide dilemma. If these guys would come on television to perform a concert, that's a great idea. Keep us at home and be entertained. It would be fantastic. I, a, I bet there's a lot of people that would do it. That is a great idea, Kent. I love you know, that. I, I, yeah, I mean, we need a reason to be home. We need a reason to focus, uh, to be excited, to be home with our, our friends and stuff, and. You know, again, it doesn't have to be 40 acts together. It could just be one guy uh, in a heartfelt moment for two hours. And this is an opportunity for these people to really get us through this. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's different things we could create that is going to make us, that could make us this a positive, memorable, they'll get us through this. And uh, we need people to kind of step up a little bit. Um, a calming voice on radio. You guys are great. Uh, you make me feel better just by listening. But there's things that people could do uh, that will get us through this, and it'll be a memory, and it'll be a pause. We'll remember the good things about it instead of the bad. Great call, uh, Kent. Yeah. Great call. Thanks for the kind words. Yeah, and, thanks, Kent. And don't Appreciate kill. You. It. Don't make your wife kill you, Kent. You be a great Kent out there. All right. Oh, she'll kill me after about two weeks if we don't have these concerts. Uh, but I appreciate it. It's just a thought. Is that There's your ways. pitch? Give us a concert so my wife doesn't kill me. <laughs> yeah, it's just something. Yeah, I mean, again, yeah. we could do this if we kind of look at this as ways to help each other. Yeah. It's not a. It, it's horrible what we're going through, but. There's ways we could help each other get through this. And, you know, again, all these media people, instead of looking at it as a way to shut down for shut down concert tours, um, I'm a sports addict. 
Um, my rotisserie leg is just killed from this right now. Uh, but there's other things we could do. And, you know, again, it, we need to focus on ways to get us through this moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can do this. We can. Yeah. Uh, Tent, be good. I want to get some more people in here. Thanks so much for the call, okay? Thanks, Ken. All right. Okay. 312-981-7200. Great call from Kent. Let's get Roxanne in here. Roxanne, welcome to WGN. Hi, hello. I've had no problem getting toilet paper. Target Online still has the Charmin Ultra Soft, the 30 mega rolls for $29.99. Uh, reply? Delivery is, they have only the 30 mega rolls. I ordered it again two days. They're estimating up to 10 days for delivery. Wow. Staples has the Kleenex Cottonol 2 ply, a carton of 20 for $28.16, and that is available. Roxanne, have you ever been on the prices right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, does he sound like you should be on there, man? Come on down. <laughs> I'm stuck. Target accidentally sent me two extra mega roll packages, so I got plenty. Maybe that's Target wanted to hook you up, Roxanne, even if they didn't know it. So if Stacy in Woodstock <laughs> needs to use the bathroom, yeah. she can come over to your St- house, right? St- Stacy, st- we're gonna. Ca- I'm in Florida, so come on down. Uh, yeah, Stacy, drive and, to Florida. And you know, flights are cheap. <laughs> They're real cheap. <laughs> Say it. How bad do you got to go? You're not reselling that online, are you, Roxanne, and making a mint on that toilet paper, are you? I might. Uh, no, no. I actually if you can't get it, I have some. Oh. Yeah. I was thinking 100 a sheet. See? Well. Can't spare a square. <laughs> Thank you, Roxanne. No, no, Thanks, Roxanne. my friends they have a hard time, they're welcome to it. That's 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 way to be a good Roxanne. Thanks, Roxanne. Appreciate you. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 312-981-7200. People are selling the Lysol. We Can't talked about that. Square. She was she was on top of it. Staples. Who would think of Staples for your I wouldn't have thought that sh- for toilet paper. I would have thought like you get like legal my, size paper. M- my wife bought toilet paper yesterday at Ace Hardware. She was so Ace. I, Ace actually is is the helpful place. You, she, it truly is. She went helpful yeah. place and came up with it. And then she comes home. She opens up the toilet paper and she wasn't happy. Oh, there was like tools in it. She it was like falling apart. It had bad tools. It was a it was a dilapidated toilet paper. She's like, I'm going to return. It. I'm like, no, 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 single ply. We're not. There's at least two ply. Okay. Yeah. We have single. We have like a ton of single ply, but she's not satisfied with the single uh, well, ply. Well, it's, it's sandpaper. You can't use it. Got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Let's get Mike in here. Mike, go ahead. You had a suggestion for everyone. Yeah, you guys are lazy. You got to be entertained. Read a book. <laughs> what are you reading, Mike? Right now, I'm reading the Ted Decker novel called Showdown. Showdown. All right, I'll go home and read Showdown so we can talk and next. You week. know what? What? Uh, since there's no sports, and you guys are always complaining about the break room being dirty, I think Dave Bennett and Kevin Powell should clean that up while they got some spare time. All right, I'll get. I'll talk to Bennett and, and Yowl after the show here and see if they'll get after it. Somehow I don't think that Dave Bennett and or Kevin Bowell have ever complained about the break room being dirty. Is it and, Kevin Bowell? That was unfortunate the way his name changed there. Boy, oh boy. Bennett isn't that bad, but Bowell? <laughs> Bennett and Bowell. Mornings and afternoons on like WGN. the name of a new podcast on WGN. Come on, man. That's a legend yeah. here. Dave Ennett. You can't get Dave Ennett's name wrong. Mike, thank you for the call. Uh, what's Hello? A- yes, Gay, go ahead. 
Oh, yes. Okay. Um, yes, I was born in Macomb, so I'm not. Uh, I'm a little bit further away in Katy's, Kentucky, and it's a small town of 2,500. We've got four different stores. I went to three of them today for a totally different reason, and all three of them were out of toilet paper. I don't understand that. I think they should be buying a thermometer so they take their temperature whether they know that they're, you know, sick or not, and just treat themselves like the flu. We had schools closed in this area for flu all for years. Years. It's just a normal thing. Uh, the other thing is that if you take the test, uh, as uh, Trump has taken, it doesn't mean he's not going to be reinfected or or to would be infected. Period. For the first time, because the test just is a test. It doesn't inoculate you. So, and then the last thing was the vaping. I heard. Oh, uh, well, actually, uh, forcing uh, vaping. Uh, there was a 26-year-old man that uh, uh, was uh, in critical condition and with the, the virus, and they just they figured out that he was uh, should be healthy, but he'd been vaping. So yeah. people should be taking that as a caution. Uh, one thing about the uh, not the toilet paper, but um, online. I heard yesterday somebody was selling in Manhattan the, the hand sanitizers for seventy-nine dollars. Manhattan, so New it, York, or Manhattan, Kansas. Which I I think it was probably Manhattan, New York. Okay, but, all right. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, Gay. Appreciate your energy. Thank you for checking in. All right. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Actually, we're getting ready to get up and get on out of here. But uh, what I took from that call is that look, stay, do smart things, keep yourself healthy, be good to yourself, be good to others, eat well. Yeah. Don't you know. No, I mean, it's it's we're at a time when we all have to make decisions we didn't think we were going to have to make. But, you know, here we are. And uh, be careful and be vigilant and be smart. And, you know, hopefully we'll all I think we're all going to get through this. It's just uh, it's going to be probably a bumpy road for a few weeks. But I think we're all going to get through this. The 630 text is a good one to go out on here. The prediction is that there will be a baby boom in nine months. <laughs> lot. A lot of time being spent at home, so maybe... Corona babies. There'll be something along the line of, you know, 20 years from now, they'll be doing the documentary on the corona babies. Yeah. And where they, you know, how it all came about. Hey, Jordan, it was great to be with you tonight, sir. Great to be with you, too. Thank you. A lot of fun. That five hours just flew by. So we had... Who do we have on tonight? We want to thank Dr. Bob Wright. We want to thank Dave Bennett. We want to thank... Jason Benetti. Jason Benetti. Joe McEwen. Joe McEwen. Karen Radin, dietitian and nutritionist, was on here. Papa Fred jumped on tonight. Adele. Adele made her first ever appearance on the radio, with at least that I know of, on 720 WGN. That was something... (laughs) Lulu. Lulu, you were awesome. Everybody who called in tonight, we had a ton of fun with you. Ben Anderson, thank you yeah, uh, thanks, ben. S- so much for producing. Uh, let's see here. What, what can I tell you about upcoming programming? Because normally White Sox Weekly would have been tomorrow, but we took care of that tonight. So uh, we'll be back whenever to... Uh, to talk about things. To talk about things. <laughs> and uh, you're going to give me a ride home tonight? Is that it? Yeah. If you're you sure you want to let me in your car? I will we will let you in. Yes. That, that that's very nice of you, Jordan. Thank you. No problem. After my after my walk over tonight, I think a ride home is 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 in order. Yes. So, so you can get to your ice cream eating sooner. Yeah. And so I think on the way out here, just everybody be kind to one another. Connect with your loved ones. Agree. Even if you're not seeing them, right? Call your family and tell them you care about them. Don't be high-handed on the radio and tell people what to do. Right. Oh, Throw that in there also, but connection is good. Yes. So I'll talk to you tomorrow.
Will you call me at least three times a day? Sure. <laughs> Will you check on me? I'd appreciate it.